Welcome to Nintendo Dads, episode 347, recorded on October 14th, 2021. On tonight's episode with special guest David, the gaming dad, Reed, we talk about limited news, this is a limited week of news, have Metroid Dread and OLED discussions, and we go over extra life plans as well, as well as we go over questions and comments from the community. That's it. Jesse, you know what to do. What's up, everybody? It's Marty here, and you're listening to episode 347 of Nintendo Dads. Like Tim's already told you, it's October 14th, 2021, and we are one week past the OLED Switch being in our hot, waiting little hands, as well as Metroid Dread and so much more. We've got a ton, not a ton of news to talk about tonight, but actually a ton to discuss. Uh, and so it's going to be a really full show and I am so glad that we've got uh, Gaming Dad, David Reed, here with us as a guest. But let's go around the horn here tonight. Joining me on the show, Jesse Waldack. How are you doing, buddy? Pretty good. It's been a crazy week here. Uh, we've had uh, a brother-in-law who used to live with us for several years and moved out like four or five years ago. Was in town for most of a week. So... Didn't get much time time to game, but we had a, did a lot of board gaming and whatnot. I like board gaming. Name me one game you played. Well, it was like pretty much all Dominion, but it was a lot of Dominion. Oh, Dominion ruins relationships. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 sneaky. It's conniving. It's so much fun. Uh, speaking of sneaky and conniving, someone who's not Tim off. How you doing, buddy? This has been a big week for you. Let's let's just be honest. It's been a big week. <laughs> I'm having a, a blast, of course. We'll talk about it later. But yeah, everybody knows why I'm having a blast. It's the only thing I've been focusing on all week, as you can't tell from my shirt, if, you know, if you're watching. So, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Tim and Jesse and I uh, all picked up a Nintendo Switch uh, OLED, all picked up Metroid Dread. Uh, and joining us on the show tonight, Mr. David Gaming Dad Reed. You also picked up a Nintendo Switch OLED, oh, Metroid Dread. But man, before we get into all the discussion about that, how are you doing? I'm so glad to have you back on the show. Oh man, listen, I, I am. First of all, always a you know a pleasure to be with you fellas, man. Cause you guys, man, it's it's nothing like talking games with people who grew up from my era who understands how how important these things are to our lives. Absolutely. So, uh, man, I've been doing pretty good, man. It's working. School is growing, going good. Um, trying to get my kick my kids into gear, man. You know, it's it's that time, man. With these my children, they they're like that middle high school. You know, there's at that dip where you know they, you know, you got to get on to them, man. So, oh yeah, I had to, look. Both of my kids within 24 hours of each other this weekend lied to us. Oh. And so you know, and and like I'm gonna be honest with you, nothing gets me matter than a lie you know and it's and especially if it's something stupid like if, it, if you're lying about something that is just absolutely dumb like and, and we tell them like if you you wouldn't have really been in trouble if you just told us the truth, the truth. just but now because you lied mm-hmm. we taken all your screens everything <laughs> give me the ipad give me the phone give me the switch no but, but Metroid Dread, I don't care. Because <laughs> my be son right. got his own copy of Metroid Dread. I said, I'm sorry. Sucks to suck. Give me give me your Switch. Give me all that. 
And so on on Tuesday, uh, I'm going to tell you what we did. On Tuesday, I, I, I sat down with my kids and I said, both of you know that lying is wrong. You, We've taught you that lying is wrong. We tell you that honesty is the best policy. You hopefully see that lived out in our lives. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you a chance to to earn your stuff back early. Because originally we was like, you're granted for seven days. So my daughter lost her stuff from Saturday to Saturday. Son lost his stuff Sunday to Sunday. So we'll give you a chance to get it back early. Here's what you have to do. You have to write a one-page essay Mm. on why you believe that lying is wrong. Mm. And they did it. They did it. And, you know, it, like I, I told him, I said, I'm, it's not going to be like I'm going to judge your essay on how well it's written. I said, this is content. Mm-hmm. I'm coming for the content. And so, uh, you know, that might not work for everybody, but it worked for us. They got their stuff back. Yeah, this week's been fine. And, and, you know, as my kids get older, like you were saying, you kind of got to you kind of got to change tactics. Right. That's right. You got to you, you got to switch ramp up the penalties. Otherwise, you got you got to switch I'm, from wave beam to missiles. Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, as they get older, right. they'll they if they assume that the penalty is going to be the same and they don't care anymore, then they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna ignore it. So you, you do have to ramp up the penalties uh, as they get older. Absolutely. Martin, you listen, it's, it's funny, it's very ironic that you talk about your children lying to me. Two of my sons, they both lied to us recently. And you know what? The my my um my first son, Joseph, he 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 lied to myself and my wife. And so we said, all right, buddy, you know, um, this is what you're going to do. You owe us a thousand push-ups and Come a thousand on. sit-ups and a thousand jumping jacks. And so we collect them. And the great thing about this here is that I'm a teacher and my children go to my school. <laughs> and so when I see them, no matter where they're at in the hallway, he has to give me 20 push-ups. Every oh, time I see him, every time I see his face, <laughs> he has to give me 20 push-ups. It could be in the hallway. It could be in the middle of the class chain. I bet nope. his, his friends give his uh, fun picture. Oh, yes, like they that. give it to him. They give it to <laughs> they him. They should. They should. Absolutely. Because the object is we just don't want him to lie. It's like we say the same message. Hey, you don't have to lie. I say you wouldn't be in that much trouble if you just told the truth. We can deal with the truth. But when you tell a lie, right? man, you set up a domino effect that we just can't have. Exactly. And that's what we want them to learn. Right. I mean, we want them like and what I tell my kids is this, is that you're breaking my trust now. Right. Mm -hmm. And how am I going to be able to trust you when you're out driving? That's right. (laughs) How am I going to be able to trust you when you come to me and you say, hey, dad, I want to go out with my friends, you know, or I want to go out and and go to a movie. How do I know that when you say, "Okay, I'll be back at 11 o'clock. How do I know that's true if you're going to lie? Right. And and that's what that's what I'm trying to teach them, honestly, is that right now what we're working on is foundational stuff. Because if we can trust you, you're gonna have a lot more fun later on. <laughs> you know, you're gonna things are gonna be a lot better. <laughs> well yeah, listen, I'm I'm gonna replay this same episode, this segment here. Let me get my watch out. All right, good. So I know what time to look at it. So I'm <laughs> I gotta show my son the exact same segment because you echoed everything we had just said to him wow. two days. That's cool. That's cool. Well, hey, we're dropping a little dad knowledge on you guys, uh, first and foremost this time. But let's uh, let's move on. Let's drop a little Nintendo knowledge on you guys. It's time to jump into the news.
And of course, our news is brought to us by you guys over at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads, where for as little as a dollar a month, you can jump into our community. You can be a part of all kinds of great stuff like Tim changing the daggum uh, uh, Discord GIF uh, header and making it animated and me freaking out, not knowing what's going on. Uh, you can get, you can get messages from Justin and, or, uh, you can just, you know, hang out over there. Uh, I mean, there's all kinds of things going on, on, on the Discord, uh, server constantly, like planning for extra life. Uh, and extra life is coming up and our patrons have, have always played a big part, uh, of our extra life push. And we want you to guys to know that November 5th through the 6th this year is going to be, uh, our Extra Life Weekend, and we'd love for you to jump in with us. You can head over to extra-life.org, search for Nintendo Dads, and you can join the team and help us uh, raise our goal and reach our goal together. Um, we're gonna There's going to be a ton of different personalities jumping in and out all weekend long. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's Y'all, Extra Life is one of my favorite things we do every year because uh, I get to do it with my son, and... Um, he, he's a little on the autism spectrum, so sometimes he hyper-focuses on things. Uh, and so he starts talking about Extra Life. Like, he started talking about Extra Life 2021 a week after Extra Life 2022. Mm. Like, he was like, Dad, hey, wh- what games are we going to play next year? <laughs> hey, what we, we're, we're going to need to go get some snacks. And, and are we going to eat something hot again? Are we going to, you know? And, and he wants to come and he wants to be a part of all of – like the whole weekend, like I you offered know, the whole to 24 pick hours up for you, but you didn't want it. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you something. I don't mind hot stuff. I'll even, I'll, I'll do hot stuff for a challenge, uh, but I'm not doing the one chip challenge. I've watched people do it. Uh, I've watched people cry doing it. I can't do it. I can't. That's fair. I, I, I'm just picking on you a little bit. Like there's a limit. There's I a completely, limit. I, I, I'm not mad. I completely understand. No, no, no. I understand. I understand. I think this year one of the things that we're going to do that we've talked about doing is who can eat 20 buffalo wings the fastest is going to be be one of our extra life challenges. And we're going to do that late. I can do that. So that when I need to go and run for the toilet later on, uh, it just flows into (laughs) another segment. He can can take over the end. Yeah, I did, uh, but I, yeah. I did last year's chip challenge, and I have a video up on my <sighs> personal channel on that. And I think this year's recipe is hotter than last year's, based on the oh, ingredient list. Hey, and look, uh, on our channel from last year, too, is uh, me and Isaac eating some uh, ghost pepper donuts from uh, Dunkin' Donuts. And it is, and Tim's going to jump in with the with the one chip challenge this year. Uh, as well, and here's here's the thing about extra life, and then we'll move on to into the news. I'll say I'll just be ending with this is you can go in and donate now to to help us reach our goal. All right, so you don't have to wait till November fifth and sixth. You can go ahead and donate, and we're going to be giving away prizes from Manscaped. We're going to be giving away prizes from PDP, who is sending us a giant box of stuff. We're going to be giving away some Power A stuff. Uh, we're going to be giving all kinds of stuff. Uh, away all weekend long. Every donation gets you entered in a raffle to win a prize. So uh, whatever the, the the number of your donation, uh, it doesn't matter. It's just every donation that's made gets in to win a prize. It's the fairest way to do it. So there we go. Um, so let's talk news. We've got just a little bit this week, but we've got a, a breaking 
headline that we need to let you know about. This is pretty big. Uh, Nintendo sent out a tweet about an hour before we started recording that a bug has been found in Metroid Dread that can prevent players from progressing under a certain condition. Uh, if this has occurred on your system or on your game, a patch is going to be released by the end of October to fix this. And it says that they apologize for the inconvenience. Basically, what the condition is, is that near the end of the game, if a player destroys a door while a map marker for that specific door is displayed on the map, the game will forcibly close and the following message will appear. The software was closed because an error occurred. And so if you want to go and check out Nintendo's account, uh, they will actually give you a link to show you how to avoid this bug. We're not going to talk about it because it contain, you know, may contain spoilers for some people, and we know that that's not what we want to be about. Uh, but you can go over to Nintendo, uh, at Nintendo America, and check that out. Yeah. Um, just, just to be safe, if you use the map markers, then just remove the map marker before you open doors. That's Yep, that's easy, easy way to fix it. You know, I didn't use map markers, but we'll get into that. Once, only one time. It was very near the end of the game. I don't know. Uh, also, Nintendo of Europe confirmed this week that all of the Nintendo 64 games that are going to be available uh, via Nintendo Switch Online will be playable in English at 60 hertz. And some games will have the PAL version uh, with uh, language options as an option. And for those of you who are maybe a little unfamiliar with that, Jesse, uh, why does this matter? Because, you know, North America and Japan, the TV systems uses the NTSC standard, which is 60 frames a second. So that's why the games are run, run at 60 hertz. But PAL regions, uh, Europe, Australia, they're, they're based on their electrical standards, the TVs ran at 50 hertz. So a lot of the games just literally ran that percentage slower. Uh, so I know there was some Mega System games that did account for it in the programming. So if you if you play that game, the PAL version of that game, that's up sped sp to, to, to play at 60 hertz, it's going to be way too fast. But most games were just played slower. So so every, sounds like every game will be playable at 60 hertz, and some games will be available as the PAL variant, which in the, and also then available in the other options. Basically, you know, the PAL version of whatever game it is, but it'll have both game, both versions of the game available to you. Awesome. So yeah, so the you're you're able to do that. Uh, still no news on when this drops, on when what the price is going to be. Uh, David, you got any speculation on this? Um, I know a lot of people. Like we talked about on the show last week, that um, what Justin speculated was Animal Crossing news this week, Nintendo Switch Online news next week with a last week of the month drop. What do you think? That, that, that was my thought process because, you know, one thing, I always go back to that interview with um, President Fulcaro when he was saying, like, you know, it's important for Nintendo to keep momentum and how they have things set up right now. It is, you know, it, it keeps people talking about Nintendo all month long because come November, um, you know, they got some, they got, it's going to be some competition in November. For, as a matter of fact, it's November and December. So Nintendo is going to position itself to keep that momentum and people talking about a Nintendo Nintendo product. So that, that was my thought process. Gotcha. Um, you, 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 uh, 
want to speculate a price here? What do you think that uh, that that upgrade pack or expansion pack is going to be? You know what? That's a hard one. I, I put a poll out on my uh, my channel, and um, and I ranged the poll from like five to twenty dollars, and the majority picked ten dollars. And I, I think ten dollars will be okay. I think five dollars is a sweet spot. I would love for they to say, "Hey, you know what? We're just going to raise the five dollars." Hey, I think everyone would jump on that. Right. Uh, I think everyone would jump on ten dollars to be honest, but I think anything over ten might be pushed. Do you think it might be 10 for individuals and 15 for families? I hope so. Yeah, you know, I do the family account. So, yeah, I, that, that, I, to me, that would be good. I'll take that. Yeah, I hope it's not more than 15 more. So that, that'll put it at $50 a year for a family plan. Yeah, if I think I think 10 to 15 is the sweet spot. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting to see. And I think I, I'm calling next week, Tuesday or Thursday. That we get the 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 info for this. Knowing our luck, though, it'll probably be just in a tweet on Friday after we've recorded. <laughs> uh, yep. You know, so wouldn't be the first time. Already went through right. the show. Yeah, it won't be the first time. Uh, if you are a Nintendo Switch online subscriber, though, and you're in the North American region, uh, we want to let you guys know that Jackbox Party Pack Six uh, is in free trial right now. It goes uh, started yesterday. Uh, and it goes through October 19th at 11.59 uh, p.m. Pacific. Uh, it's $30 off to purchase through October 27th as well. What? 30% off. Is that not what I said? You said, you said dollars off. Oh. Which would- $30 off would be free. Uh, 30% off to purchase <laughs> through October 27th. Uh, also at around midnight that night. Uh, I think this is interesting. It's the first time uh, Jackbox Party Pack has been offered. Uh, have you guys ever played a Jackbox Party Pack? Uh, is this something you want to dive into? That's what, that was my next question. I was like, I've never played one. You know, I've heard it's been. You know, some of my subscribers have, have played it. They, they Dude, this would be this good. would be an awesome one for you to get as a free trial for a while and try streaming it and ask your followers to come in and and play with you because uh, oh, they don't have the, to have a switch. I mean, they just have the to host, have an internet connected device. Yeah, only the host has to have the game, and then anyone watching can just play on their phone. Huh? Why you want that? That's and honestly, Jackbox Party Pack Six. I, I'm gonna, I gotta go uh, and see which games are on that one. But I think is that the one with trivia? Oh, who, dude? Yeah, you need to get on one. this one because this is a good one because it has trivia murder party two, which is like Saw as a trivia game. <laughs> so what you do is it's like you if you answer the trivia questions right, you keep advancing. But if you answer them wrong, you have to go play a mini game where if you lose, you die. This is like squid. Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is that if you die, though, you're still in the game as a ghost. And at the end, in the final round, there's like a, a battery of questions that gets answered, asked. And you can actually steal somebody's body and escape. Oh, it's okay. And uh, win the game. So that, to me, right there is... That's that is the reason to 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 go after this game. All right. Um just just to try it out. And and you know, you may not like it, but uh Trivia Murder Party's right in there. Now. Uh there's another one in here. I I'm gonna be honest with you, push the button is so much fun. If you've never played that one, it's a uh it's kind of like you know, find the imposter. It's almost like a proto among us, but you don't move around, you don't do tasks. What you do is you assign different people to do different things. And if they're the alien, 
they like can mess with people and give them weird prompts and like fake people out. And you're trying to vote people off the ship. Uh, but joke boat is awful. <laughs> <laughs> Dictionarium is okay. And role models is okay. So really push the button and trivia murder party two are the real stars of this one. Uh, you get 10 people can play each game. Uh, but audience pe- members can join in. You can have up to like 10,000 people in the audience. So totally cool. Y'all go check that out. Jackbox party pack six. It's free. So, I mean, what do you have to lose? Right. Um, couple of game release updates we want to highlight here. Corpse Party is being ported to Nintendo Switch. This is coming out October 20th. It actually has uh, added content, including two brand new characters. So if you're excited about that or you've played the game before, maybe you want to dive back in on the Switch. Uh, also, the long-rumored and, I mean, pretty much this was blown a while ago, uh, Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition, is coming to Switch. This includes Grand Theft Auto 3, Vice City, and San Andreas. No release date given other than soon. It's also coming to every other system, including your Samsung refrigerator. Uh, <laughs> it seems like, uh, and I, I mean, I would guess that this is day and date, but it does come to mobile devices in 2022. Maybe they'll classify the Switch as a mobile device. I, I hope not. I hope not. Uh, your refrigerator. It, it, by the way, anybody excited about this from Great Theft Auto going to dive back into these? Not at all. You know what? San Andreas was pretty good. Okay. That's my favorite. Oh, yeah. We'll probably have this. What I'm curious about, too, is like, what is it going to be? Is it going to be cartridge based or is it going to be cloud based or I digital? Like, I think with MSRB, it's more likely probably going to be cartridge. I mean, some, or, or digital. Yeah. And if it is cartridge, it doesn't fit all in one cartridge. I bet you, I bet, I bet it's going to be like uh, Mega Man or something like that, where it's like, you get one game on the cartridge and you get the other two by via down. I, I was yeah. going to say the same thing. Yep. So, yeah. but it's, it'll be something that I'll be interested in getting. What's going to be really interesting to see this with this, especially is are they going to be able to have all of the music? Because mm. the, the, like, especially like I want to play vice city simply for the eighties music, right? Like I, that I want that. Uh, and if it's not there, then the hype level goes from like, and I, I mean, like, I don't have a big, like, I, this isn't big on the hype meter for me, maybe like a six or seven. It goes like down to a two if the music's out. So I'm, I'm it, was, not, it wasn't licensed music, was it? It was, was it still original. They had music some, kind of, yeah, some of it was licensed. Okay. I mean, they had like the Easy Lover picked. by Phil Collins and, oh, okay. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. You, got, you got to have that. See, for that's me, it's stuff. I'm interested, but I don't know if I want to play all three. Like I, I want to play whichever one is probably deemed everybody deems the best out of the three. So do um, they offer it as a a three pack? Like buy the probably, one you want? You probably could buy each one individually digitally. Uh or, or is this Super Mario three D All Stars? Where it's like, hey yeah. guys, we can really sell you these games individually, but we're not it's all gonna depend on how it's packaged, I guess. So I mean, <laughs> if it comes together and the price is not bad, then maybe I'll just get all three and end up playing one and then play some other one later on down the line. Honestly, I really like China Chinatown Wars for the DS, and these that came out around the same time as this one. Uh, these three did. Uh so uh, even though it's not the same, it's still something I'm interested in. Because Tim, Tim I'll say this: like I think that this is probably not going to be. Uh, well, I don't know. I don't. I can't see him trying to sell this for a full sixty. 
Um, but yeah. I'll say this: if if the uh, if you pay forty for it or or even thirty, and you play one of these games, you've probably gotten your money's worth because they're huge. Yeah, yeah. That if it comes together and I'm just playing one, that's fine. Again, it's gonna. There's a lot of things that need to be answered here. A lot of questions that need to be answered before yeah. I get it. And I'm sure Sammy's going to want to play it. <laughs> do you think this is November? I mean, we've got, uh, only got November, December left. Do you think? They did say by the end of the year. I, I think it was a Nintendo uh, tweet that said that it would be released it's by Ninten- the end of the it's year. It's Nintendo's uh, Black Friday game. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, there you go. Was Justin here uh, to debunk that? Uh, right. Uh, a couple other game release things I want to throw out here. Uh, Oxen Free 2 Lost Signals was originally marked as 2021. It's now... Showing 2022, uh, probably so you know Netflix can mess with it, and I don't know why did they buy make it part of Netflix? <laughs> and then out of nowhere, <laughs> Joe and Matt Caveman Ninja is being remade. <laughs> it's coming to consoles and PC in uh, 2022. I'm sure there's some John Mac fans. I just thought that was funny when I saw that. Listen, listen. There are people who still want Plock to come out. Well, yeah. And there's a good reason for that. But, yeah. I mean, like, th- there, there's people who legitimately think that Bubsy is a good game. So don't be surprised that there's fans uh, of, of Joe. I never played Bub- Bubsy, so I can't judge. So, I don't know. You know, I, I remember winning it, <laughs> and I begged my parents for it. And they were like, we just don't have the money to buy it right now. But so I was all disappointed. And they were like, okay, well, we'll get it for you if you want it. And I was like, no, no, no. You're, you know, it's fine. I'm so glad I dodged the bullet of Bubsy. Because <laughs> <laughs> then I rented it and it was like, yep, yep, mm, oh, terrible. Well, guys, that's our news. Of course, we're going to talk about Nintendo Switch OLED and Dread a little bit later in the show. But uh, as we transition over, uh, let's pause here for a minute from an ad from Manscaped. Uh, I didn't plan this well. All right, here we go. Hey, folks, what's going on? Justin Masson here with Nintendo Dads. And of course, support of Nintendo Dads is brought to you by Manscaped.com. And ladies and gentlemen, we get the question all the time. We're like, hey, I'm on the Manscaped.com website. I've heard you talk about Manscaped. I've heard about the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S, where I get 20% off and free worldwide shipping. Justin, I'm on the page. Guys, I'm on the page. What would you recommend? Well, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you what I think you should do. Head over here. And of course, they got an easy layout. You can drop down, hit these, hit these products right here. You can see the tools. You can see the the formulations, the lifestyle, but here's what I'm going to recommend. Of course, if you're over on the website, there's some great, great tools like the Lawnmower 4.0. You've got the Weed Whacker. You've got the Crop Cleanser. You've got the Body Wash. You've got these fantastic, fantastic products, which we absolutely love. But what am I recommending? Here's what I'm going to recommend. Here's what you do. Head over to the sets, all right? So you go Products, Okay, you go products and you head over to sets and you get the performance package 4.0 because ladies and gentlemen, this is going to cover all your basic starts, everything you need in this includes the lawnmower 4.0. It's got that skin safe trim technology. So you're not nicking, you're not uh, snagging the things you shouldn't be nicking and snagging. Not only is it a groin trimmer. It's a full body trimmer, which is fantastic as well. You've got the Weed Whacker, which is for ear and nose hair trimming. I absolutely adore that. Been using that a lot. The Crop Preserver, that's that nice anti-chafing bald urine I recommend. Use that daily. It's a nice little dab, and it feels great, especially on those hot and sweaty days. The Crop Reviver, which is a nice um, ball uh, spray toner. 
They've got the magic mat. Of course, if you're a hairy person, you don't necessarily want to be clogging up your drains while you're trimming, right? So they've actually got a mat that you put down. And within that alone, ladies and gentlemen, here's a cool thing. They're also going to throw in the shed, which is their traveling bag. I love that thing. I've actually got two of them. And you get a pair of Manscaped boxers, which I'm going to tell you, I wear mine every week and they are super, super comfortable. Highly recommend them. And it's the entire thing, the whole nine yards. Uh, and you can enjoy their uh, peak hygiene plan as well, where they can ship you um, new blades and refills every three months. You can do that, or you can just pick up the performance package without the plan uh, on their website. Boom, it's free shipping, 30-day money-back guarantee. And of course, if you use the code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S at checkout, you get 20% off in free worldwide shipping. So where do you start? Head over and pick up the performance package 4.0 over on manscaped.com. And join the over 2 million men worldwide who use the product. All right, guys, back to you. Yeah, so uh, I got in my, um, the the peak performance package that ships every three months. I got that in today. It's just $15 a month. Uh, it gives you two products you can choose. And I will tell you guys this, we're not at liberty to talk about them, but just know there are some brand new products that are coming out uh, by the end of the month uh, and into November that I think, uh, you're going to be really interested with uh, kind of an expansion of the the brand of Manscaped and things like that. And so those will probably be included in that as well. Uh, and you can head over to manscaped.com, use that code NINDADS, N-I-N-D-A-D-S. You get 20% off and free shipping on your first order. Uh, uh, and it it's good stuff. It's good stuff. It's good quality product. We would not uh, let them advertise and we would not uh, talk about them if we didn't believe in it. So there you go. Uh, let's talk about some rumors now, shall we? So uh, the first pro- uh, rumor that we're going to talk about here is uh, that Justin's starting his own show called Stadia Dads uh, with Business Justin. Uh, that's not happening. That's not happening. Um, it's just a just, rumor. Just a it's rumor. just a rumor. Uh, the, the reality is the rumor uh, that he's started. just... He's just uh, he's just using the, the cloud of the show to get Stadia codes to play games he can't play on the Switch. <laughs> uh, it, but no, I mean he is making videos about them, so I mean can't really. I mean he's reviewing them. He's he's sampling them, right? He's sampling game sampler. He's sampling them. <laughs> Hashtag game uh, sampler. Yeah the the big the big rumor we want to hit right here is uh, uh, a rumor that popped up this week uh, after the OLED. Uh, release from Nintendo Insider Nate Drake, who, uh, for the most part, y'all has been nailing it over and over and over again. Uh, has been has been right a lot. Uh, and what he's saying is is that uh, <laughs> I can't even believe we're getting into this. That a more powerful Switch is set for release holiday twenty twenty two early twenty twenty three. Uh, the gist of the rumor is is that this is not uh, a natively backward compatible switch, uh, but it's actually different innards in the hardware. Uh, but that Nintendo is going to try to find some way to work around that, so it's not going to be what we might call a Switch Pro or you know just a Switch 4K. This could actually be like Switch Two uh, or something like that. The 4K will be it will be 4K. Um, but it all depends on how marketing is presented. 4K is going to be achieved. He reports that 4K is going to be achieved through DLSS, 
and the big publishers and developers got the dev kits in late 2020, which lines up with other rumors that we've heard recently uh, with smaller uh, developers getting them this year. Um, devs are working on exclusives, uh, some PS and Xbox ports, and games are targeting to be done by late 2022. But the game being done doesn't, doesn't necessarily mean when that's going to come out. So, uh, again, the holiday 2022, early 2023 period within six months uh, because, again, consp- uh, supply constraints, and things like that. David, we're going to throw it over to you first because you're our guest. Uh, guests go first. Uh, man, do we God, do we even need to be talking about this? Like, Absolutely. Tell us what you think. Absolutely. I, I think, you know, a lot of people – they look at stuff like the Steam Deck and they really don't think it's competition for Nintendo. It's not direct competition, but it's competition for the hardcore audience. So mm. I think we all got to really pay attention to the system that's coming out in December. So, then, you know, you think about it, if this system comes out and if it's a smidget of a hit, then Nintendo's going to have to do something or they're going to lose, a, a, they're not going to lose everyone because people don't want to play Nintendo products. But we got to pay attention to the Steam Deck. So, I, absolutely, we should be talking about it. Because, don't get me wrong, I love the OLED and what it is. And it's beautiful and it's vibrant. And I'm looking at it right now like, oh, I just want to talk to you and hugging. However, um, I would like to be playing some more powerful games. I just That is me. I would like to have that option. So, yeah, oh, we should be talking about it. People, people should be preparing themselves right now financially to see what's going to happen when this when this system so, drops. So what you're saying is we had a we had a, a long talk on last week's show about cloud versions and about how cloud versions uh, are Nintendo's um, way of in the future as we move be, being able to have these bigger games like Dying Light, Dying Light Two, Control, Hitman Three, Guardians of the Galaxy, things like that. Uh, this would obviously be something that they are bringing to market so that they do not have to do cloud versions anymore. Um, my question is, yeah, I mean, we're calling it Switch 2 or Switch 4K or whatever it is, or he is. Is it going to be portable? Or is it going to be, are we, like, I guess what I'm saying is this, is do you think that Nintendo has forever locked themselves into the hybrid model at this point? I don't know about forever, but definitely the next iteration has to be portable because um, and it has to be this hybrid mode because they have a hit. Even think about it, the the, the regular OG Switch, the version 2 Switch was still selling like hotcakes even before the OLED dropped. So, you know, people are still buying this. People are still just now learning about mm. what a Switch is. So, you know, they, they, got, a, they got a product that's going to probably last them for the next, I would say, the next 10 years. Easy. So yeah. I don't think they locked in there, but right now I would say for the next ten years, this is going to be the form factor. Yeah, and I, would, I don't see a good reason to pull back from this from this model. Why go back to the TV and being stranded at this TV when this does it both? You know, get the best of both worlds. I don't see the. You're, you're calling it like, and and when I when you say ten years, like for for this model, you're calling like Nintendo Switch family because oh, obviously yeah. this whatever this is coming out, they're gonna. What I hope they don't do is try to like do something like Wii U, like oh. Switch, whatever, because, because, you know, they wanted to obviously what the reason they did that is because they wanted to capitalize on the massive success of the Wii and it bit them in the tail. Yeah. Um, but somehow this has to also come under the umbrella of Nintendo Switch family. 
right? Yeah. Because that's what it is. You're switching back and forth. Uh, Tim, I, I want to throw this over to you because I know we talked uh, too about how, and, and several people, several, several people in our Discord server have talked about how weary they are about rumors, right? Yes. Uh, and, and I'm throwing it to you because we haven't heard a lot from you on the show yet. But like, um, what, like, I, I mean, I, I think my gut is where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Yes. We heard rumors of 4K dev kits. Now we're hearing rumors of 4K system. It's all lining up in the same kind of time frame. Um, do you see them continuing with, with the with the hybrid? Do you see them continuing with form factor? How does it fit in, and where does that leave us who just bought brand new OLED switches? Right. I I think that uh, I do see them going forward with the Switch Two. We'll say, um, and it's. I think that I I'm hoping that I'm not saying this because I hope this is what Nintendo is doing. Obviously, we hope they do the right things when they're making the decisions, and then of course they do some crazy stuff. And then sometimes they do things that we didn't know they that we needed or something like that, you know, right? So, and we've talked about this before where rumors, what part of the rumor is true? Maybe not all of this is true, but maybe there's some hint of something in here that does lead to it. And the consistency is the 4K part achieved through DLSS, which we've talked about many times before with the Pro. So, and we also know the dock is upgradable, which does that mean there's, and I know, I think Jesse, you said that that upgrades probably just for the ethernet port, just to make sure that that's got the latest firmware, right? So that's what I thought originally, but uh, I saw some breakdowns and the chip used inside the new dock is a chip that can render 4K. Yeah. But I was going to say the game explained had that. It's still powered with a GPU on its right. system. So it has to be docked. You. Yeah, so the switch itself can't do it, but right. doesn't mean a new switch can't with the same thing. Right. So that does that mean which uh, I know some people are hoping. I think Marty, even you said that you would hope that the dock would be what supports your 4K and yeah, supports I mean, the uh, processor improvements. I, I'm I'm very eager to find out why we can now update the dock. Yeah. So and it's possible too. Maybe the dock is something that could be uh, used with a Switch Pro in the future, or excuse me, Switch 2 in the future. So there's all these possibilities, and we're getting bits and pieces that will eventually will come to pass or come true. Um, And that's what we have to look at is what are these things that are more likely, like Switch on its own, the device on its own will not do 4K because that will kill the battery unless they come up with some new technology that ha- that can save on the battery and on its own, oh, which is the DLSS as well. I believe it could possibly do that on its own as well, give you 4K visuals on your display. But uh, there's, there's so much here that the one thing that I'm concerned with that I hope is just, you know, stupid rumor that it's not backwards compatible. That to me would be the stupidest thing that Nintendo could do, especially from a consumer standpoint. Um, like for me, I, I'm not speaking from a business sense of built sense. You know, I'm speaking from a consumer sense. It's make the doggone thing backwards compatible, just like you did with your DS stuff, right? Mm-hmm. So it went backwards compatible all the way up to the 3DS, uh, the new 3DS. Uh, so 
uh, I could play my DS games all the way back. So it should be, and I'm sure they'll figure it out. Maybe, maybe that could be one of the reasons why we didn't get the pro uh, chip, if you will, um, because it maybe it conflicted with the switch games and they couldn't go backwards with the games previously on it. So again, there's bits and pieces of this that could be true, not true, or we only know parts of it, but ultimately yeah, we're getting a switch Two at some point. Just what, Jesse, what's all, all in it. We don't know. Jesse, I'd love to, to hear you ring in about this. Cause I mean, uh, as, as a lot of people know, your understanding of things it rings a lot more technical than the rest of us, right. uh, and that's and that's great because like I don't understand all of this stuff, um, but like I just want it to I want it to work nice and play good games, right? Um, right. What are your and thoughts what, on these? And that's all most people really want and need. Uh, but yeah, I, I mentioned last month when we first talked about this rumor that it, I, I'm not surprised, and yeah, they have to say that they that it's not true because of NDAs. But it takes three or four <laughs> right. years to make a game, so yeah, they kind of have to start now. So I, this this kind of follows up on that. Uh, kind of like my prediction is, it, yeah, it will continue the hybrid model, as you know, someone in the chat said, you know, doesn't Japanese like the hybrid model due to like public transit? I'm like, yes, they do. You know, like Switch has like an eighty percent, eighty five to ninety percent uh, video game market share right now. Uh, because because play, no one's playing PlayStation or Xbox. Uh, anyway, so I'm my prediction is the screen will be 1080p. If put into an old dock, will still work at 1080p. If put into the new dock, could be, go at least 1440p, if not 2160p. Hmm. Okay. Well. <laughs> You know, I, I, th- I think we could we could dance around these rumors as and speculate and speculate and speculate. But uh, I, honestly, right now, what I want us to do, I want to, I just want to enjoy my Switch OLED right now. Right, I want to enjoy uh, having a non-busted Switch system. <laughs> I want to enjoy the screen because uh, I I do end up playing more handheld than I than I really think I do, uh, and and maybe. For just a couple of months, maybe for a little bit, maybe these rumors can die down, right? Because it's right. just been like all the time. Switch Pro, Switch Pro, Switch Pro, mm-hmm. Switch Pro. What I hope Nintendo gets out of this is there is absolutely a market for and a desire for a system made by Nintendo that is just as powerful as everything else. Yep. And I wish that they would see that. Like, I get that they want to innovate, and I get they're like the mad toy maker, you know. But as Nintendo kind of transitions into a new generation, and we leave behind, y'all, this is going to sound bad. But as we leave behind or move away from the Miyamoto's and the Gunpai Yokoi's and the Iwata's and things, there has to be a shift, right, Uh, somewhere. I mean, I remember, and I've said this before, I remember when, the, the Super Nintendo was the thing to have because the Super Nintendo was the system, right? Like the big choice for me back in the day as a, as my son's age was, do I want to get Super Nintendo Mortal Kombat, even though it doesn't have blood, it's sweat, 
Uh, you know, like, do I, do I want to get that? Got to put in the codes. It mm-hmm. looks almost exactly like the arcade version. It sounds almost exactly like the arcade version. Or do I want to get the Sega Genesis version, which doesn't sound at all like it, doesn't look at all like it, can't compete really, but it has a blood code, right? It, like, it's, it has the, the code. Super it has the real fatalities. It has the real version of Mortal Kombat, like gameplay wise. And for me, guys, like that was a hard choice, right? Because like. I wanted the full game, but I wanted it on Nintendo. And I've said this even back in the Wii U days, put every game on a Nintendo system, I want to play it on a Nintendo system. I think Nintendo fans, even, even some casual fans would feel that way. But like to move forward, we're, they're going to have to come to a point where cloud it, it can't just be cloud versions. Right. And I'm not just saying that as somebody who has crap internet. Like it just can't, like we can't depend on cloud version forever. To to make up the difference, there's got to be a another push somewhere. Yeah, well, I, so, I won't I won't support cloud version games. I, I won't buy them. I'm I'm not going that direction. I don't want to give them any kind of leeway to go that direction. Like this is acceptable. You can't tell me those old those older Kingdom Heart games couldn't been put on a cartridge. That to me, they that, just didn't want to do that. They just didn't want to do it. It was <laughs> lazy, and so you know what? You build this kind of confidence. You set that precedent. And then you're going to have all these other companies doing the exact same thing. Yeah, this on the Nintendo Switch is a cloud version, but you know what? I can't leave my house. Sell, selling you an empty case. That's right. Uh, I'm, I'm... And now all of a sudden, you're, you're just what you said is exactly right. I cannot leave my house. I cannot play these games. And now the hybrid model has broke down. Right. The, right? the Switch it, model is, is compromised. Yes. And it, and it shows even more of its struggle. Yeah. Honestly. Exactly. It shows... Like, I'll be honest with you guys. I have such a strong desire to buy Mortal Kombat 11 on my PlayStation 5 because I know that it's going to look absolutely freaking incredible. But I own it on the Switch. You know why? Because I want to play it while I'm running around. Absolutely. I want to get in a couple of matches to, to you know, just to, just to have fun. Absolutely. That's right. So that's, that's why I bought this grainy. Like, sometimes <laughs> I look at it and I just go, oh. But it's a smooth grain, though. It is a smooth. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a, it's it's low grit sandpaper. Uh, <laughs> I love it, smooth grain. Uh, well, guys, uh, let's move off of this rumor and let's go over and uh, let's get to what a lot of people are waiting for. Uh, let's discuss Metroid Dread and the Switch OLED. Hey, that that has never we use it every week, but that's never rang more true. Right. Uh, let's talk first about our thoughts about the Nintendo Switch OLED system itself, uh, because I just want to make Tim wait as long as possible. To talk about <laughs> <it>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I no, like because because here's the thing. I think that that to understand uh, a little bit about what we're going to talk about with Dread, that we need to talk about the 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 OLED itself first. So uh, I know everybody here ended up getting one. Uh, I got a white one. What did everybody else get? I got a white one. Tim Tim got a white one. Jesse? I said white. Oh, okay. It cut off here on my end. Uh, So like, I think that's what everybody was going for. Cause I know when I was in line at GameStop uh, last Friday morning to get in, 
the they had several units that passed pre-sale and all the white ones went immediately. That's what everybody wanted because it's the new hotness, right? It's the yeah. it's the color you can't get anywhere else. Uh, I mean, who wants to get the old black dock with the neon joy cons when you can upgrade to the to the white dock with the you know it's a little it all it's like a little regal you know it's like when Megatron gets upgraded to Galvatron uh, you know it's it's, it's it's just a little more stately it's a little and so uh, well he also obviously, lost his mind so well Jesse <laughs> that done like that mm, it was a good comparison until. Like the the bad comparison is, I mean, it was if it was when Optimus Prime died, and then they made Rodimus Prime the leader, and he whined for an entire season. I don't want to be leader. I don't like this, and so then the kids hated it too. So they had to bring Optimus Prime back to the dead. Uh, spoiler Classic. alert for a twenty five year old, thirty five year old cartoon. Sorry. Uh, I'm I'm working through these with my son right now. We're in season two. He has oh, never seen. Oh man, that's, he's, that's a phenomenal. He's he's never seen the movie. But can I tell you this? And I know that we're I know we're going way off the side. He got so offended when season two, like when we put the disc in for season two and started. He was so offended. He's like, they changed the theme song. <laughs> this sucks. <laughs> he hasn't watched anime yet. Where they'll they'll change the they'll change the opening and ending credits that's on well, every twelve episodes. Listen, he ain't ready for season three when they went full in with the weird right, s- right. seasons. Ah, oh, it's terrible. Uh, but anyway, yeah, anyway, yeah. let's talk switch Oleg. because <laughs> that's what we're here for. So, uh, Tim, talk to us about your first um, your first seven days, pretty much with the, with the OLED. What do you think? What what? How do you feel? Uh, let's see. I'm trying to recall some of the things that I noticed, but uh, first things that come to mind is that it, um, it am I saying the right word? Dissipates the heat better. Okay. Yeah. It, um, it's uh, that's one of the first things I noticed, especially with putting it in the dock or taking it out or running it for a long time or even charging it while I'm playing it. It mm-hmm. I don't feel it like getting like, like I could cook an egg on it, you know, <laughs> I can, it's, I don't feel that at all. It feels like it just, it, and I don't hear the fan at all. So, uh, like I did when, when I took it, my, my OG switch out, I could hear the fire, the fan fire up and you could feel the heat blowing out from the vents, you know, where this, I don't, I don't feel anything. I don't hear anything. So that was one of the first things I noticed. And then the other thing I noticed too, was playing Metroid dread for a few hours and still had 75% life. After a few hours on my OG, it would have been dead. <laughs> so it was like, that was nice too. That was a nice surprise. So those were two big things that jumped out to me right away when I played it. Yeah. Uh, David, your first impressions of uh, of the OLED. Oh, man. The, the first impression, you know, I, I guess it's kind of cliche to say the screen. So Besides the screen, because the screen is cat. I mean, to see it right in your face is just wonderful. But the kickstand, the kickstand and the built of the unit compared to even the red switch, it just feels like they this the material is more solid. You know, it, if you look at the like the top part where the 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 area where the little uh, holes for the fan from the outside. Oh, that's my fault. Oh, that's no problem. <laughs> the, um, you know the the the, the air vents. 
you know, you could just tell like they they understood that hey, this is a liability. You know, yeah, right in the corner of the at the bottom there, those air vents. Yes, it's like I had to find those things. Like where where did the air vents go? And I was like, oh, look at that! It's like built into the design of the the machine. You know, yes. so it's really nice. You could definitely so they took some time and, and made this a better overall unit with some durability. So that those yeah. are the two things that really just. I mean, it's called my the, the kickstand, man. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving tabletop mode. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, uh, Jesse, what about you? First, first impressions. Well, again, I've only, I haven't had much time with it. You know, I haven't touched it since Saturday, and pretty much everything I did with it was docked. So I really haven't had a chance to play with it handheld. But I, I did, I did run some speed tests on the networking. Thanks to an idea from. Uh, MBG, who's a, a guy I follow on YouTube and Twitter, he's um, so he 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 put out a tweet saying, "Hey, uh, the network speeds here is not what I expected. Can anyone else run the test and confirm the numbers?" And I just happened to have both docked, both my switches docked and connected to the computer because I was making a video in the middle of making a video of transferring user accounts from one switch to another. So I'm like. So I ran so the original switch with connected to the Ethernet with via an adapter, and the new switch with the new dock, Etherneted directly into the dock, and the speeds were both the same of about forty-ish megabits download and twenty-ish megabits upload, which is kind of surprisingly slow. Considering I did, the, I just ran the same test over Wi-Fi before we recorded tonight, and it got eighty up and forty down. So, kind of curious that the networking is not that great. I imagine you know it's still fast enough, plenty fast enough for online gaming. It's more latency that you have to worry about, but they don't say what the latency is in the test. Hmm. But you know. Based on what I've seen, definitely the latency is low on when you're networked or Ethernet in. So that's kind of like the big reveal that I, the aha that I found so far. But other than that, you know, if you know, I've I've done everything docked, so it's hard to tell. I haven't played with the OLED itself. Yeah. But and I've <clears> I, <throat> I I played about half of the Metroid that I got in on the old Switch. You know, the after we recorded that night. And then uh, last week, and then I got another half in, you know, so Saturday after I did all of my recordings, and that's pretty much as far as I got. Gotcha. Um, so my initial impressions are a blessing and a curse. Um, like, I'm coming in to the OLED from the OG switch, like launch day, neon, the vent grate broken off. Uh, system rattling, overheating, uh, greasy fingerprints on the back because I played it for four years. You know, I mean, it's you know, Joy Cons wobbling in the in the rails. If you've used your Switch, you know some of the problems I'm talking about, right? The first thing I thought when I took this out of the box was, and I legit was, whoa, that screen came up for the first time. And I was blown away. The when that, when screen, that screen powered up and that word Nintendo came up, 
Uh-huh. Did you notice how big it seemed like that word Nintendo was when yes. it came up? <laughs> yes. the first time? It was like, well, like as someone who's had all three Switch Lite, regular Switch, and this, the screen on this is absolutely in like there is no comparison none. to yeah. it. My, my, Not my at son, all. My son held the OLED for like 10, 15 seconds looking at it, and then went to his Switch and he goes, Man, this looks small. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> It definitely, it definitely looks small now, especially if you've got Switch Lite and you go from one to the other. Uh, I love, like, I, I got, like, the thing you stole mine, Dave, while I was going to brag on, but uh, that kickstand is awesome. Absolutely so versatile and usable now. I mean, like, I went, uh, I had used it and just didn't even really think about it, and then I was swapping my daughter's uh, save files and stuff over from her Lite to my OG switch, which she's basically just going to use Dot to play Animal Crossing and just dance. And I, I set it up on the desk and like popped the kickstand back without even really thinking about it. I was like, this is janky. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is like when you get a new car and you have to go back and drive the old car again after a while and you just like, ah, this is old and busted. Right. Um it just it, and I have to agree with you. It just feels premium, I guess. Like it feels like it's 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 more put together. It's sturdier. Um, they've they've corrected some of the things I felt like they need to correct as far as like the grading on the top and things like that. There's still things I wish it did that it didn't do or it doesn't do. But like overall, as a consumer, I'm extremely happy, except for. Uh, and we talked about this pre-show, the 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 process of moving from one switch to the other. If yeah. you have a lot of games, is absolutely abysmal. Yeah, it it was awful. Yeah, it, and it took, for some, it took me for, a half an hour to transfer my profile, and I, you know, I I shrunk it down in a big fast-forward montage that lasted t- like ten or fifteen seconds to the to, to the viewer. So. It was like a, it's like 128 speed up. Mm-hmm. The 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 profile thing was not the big deal to me. The the thing was, and so many people like I I, I complained about this, and I, I make no bones about the fact that I complained about it because I think it's stupid that all of my games are sitting on a one terabyte SD card, and when I moved it from one switch to the other. When it could have just been, oh, here's your games. It was, we're going to format this card before we start re-downloading 600 gigabytes of games, buddy. And that is so dumb. And you can sit and talk to me all day about DRM and about rights management and users and all that stuff. But this is why people, like, and, and I'm going to say this, this is why people have a legitimate beef with Nintendo about the way they handle things because it's so bad. Let me let me just tell you, I started re-downloading my games because I wanted everything. And people, let, let me just say this. People criticize me. They're like, why do you download all your games? Why don't you? Because I don't have freaking Wi-Fi at home to be able to do it. And so when I want to play a game after the Switch has come out and, and, and I click on it and it says, oh, you've got to re-download this 14 gigabyte game again. Y'all don't understand. I have to go somewhere to do that. 
That is rearranging my schedule. And that's not my fault. You know, we just can't get it where we live. And people are like, move. Well, we can't do that. Right. So here's here's the thing. I spent all weekend. It took me three days to download these games. Three days. I started at 11 a.m. on Friday morning. I waited all day, all day to play those games, to, to play. It didn't happen because I was trying not to interrupt anything going on because, you know, number one, it can't download anything if you're using the Internet, which there's a whole nother beef there. You can't it can't simultaneously download games. So I just let it sit overnight, y'all, in my office where I am right now, where we have 200 megabit business class Internet or above. Right. And we're pulling what we're regularly pulling speeds download of like 150, uh, 175. It downloaded six games overnight. Mm. Six. And so the next day I had dance and I went to this coffee shop and logged on to their free, their free Wi-Fi on the five. And they had the like the five open, not the 2.4. They had the five, you know, that you could get on. Yeah. And it starts downloading games like this. So I'm there till lunch, leave it, let it sit, come back to my office, let it sit some more. Then that night I decide, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go back to the coffee shop, which is 30 minutes away, and download some games. So between then and all day Sunday, still downloading stuff, Monday morning I let it sit overnight at my house in my busted satellite internet, you know, hotspot, whatever, and it downloaded most of what I needed. So. I love Nintendo, y'all. I love the system. I love everything about it, except for this. This is this is ridiculous. To make you have to, like, the data's there. Why have you save it on an SD card if you're not going to make it easy to move from system to system when you need to? This, that's my gripe. Yeah, I believe, I, I agree. It's, it's an easier way by, by far to do this. You know, it, even if it, it should be able to at least recognize that, hey, this is my account. These are games have been playing on my account. Authorize it and let me play without the redownload. Mm-hmm. It makes yeah. that that process sus, you know, sus the best. Yeah, you know, I can. I you know, as a developer, I can. I kind of understand why. And you know, you're not going to like the answer, but uh, you know, the 3DS was a single user system, and that did allow game data to transfer over the SD card. Basically, because when you did a system transfer. It transferred the encryption key with it and factory reset the, the original device. But since the switch is a multi-user device and transferring it doesn't necessarily mean a factory reset, it can't copy the key over because every key has to be unique mm. for security reasons. And well, it's it's time to rebuild the security. <laughs> it's, time, it's time to rebuild the way they do security. Yeah, so, I, I'm I'm sorry. So with the new encryption key, it's going to have to be re-downloaded and re-encrypted. Yeah, I don't thing, like it either. Like, I don't like it either, but that's gonna that's more of the why. I don't understand why it can't like take all it's like, oh, here's all these games. We're gonna run a we're gonna run an authorization check through the eShop and we're gonna reauthorize all these games. Well, because they're not, tied to your they're tied to your Nintendo Switch online profile. It's yes. not as much DRM on your account level. It's like the data files are physically encrypted. So people can't just rip them off and run them in and throw them on an emulator. Okay, I, I mean, I get it. I understand. <laughs> I understand. There's reasons for it, but people are already ripping Metroid Dread and playing it. Thank you, Kotaku. 
Right. Uh, you know, so obviously. Right. Again, you can't do that with the stocks. There's ways around it anyway. Switch, and so. and now, I mean, I've heard that there's ways that you can copy all of your stuff to a PC uh, and then copy it back to your SD card and all this stuff. And it, it'll work and you don't have to go through all of this. But it was just, y'all, all I want to do is play Metroid. Like, I just well, you I, know, like I wanted to. You were saying you heard that, but in, in Nintendo's own support site, nothing was talking about doing that as an option. So that's exactly right. I agree with you. That is the poorly executed uh, step because even though I didn't have to do as much as you did, I had to go through that plus the Animal Crossing uh, thing. Yeah. So, and that was that took like half my day just trying to set up the switch and, to get and, it and back to a certain point for, for like, I, I would probably like, if you're on the, on the tier system, it's like when you get past like a certain gigabyte card, you get to a one terabyte card. You're like considered a power user. I guess. <laughs> right. It's like, this is fine for like, if you've got 128 gigabyte card, or you know you've you've got about five no. games or six. No, games it, actually I only have two hundred on mine, and it's still not fine. So I agree with you, right. even with the two hundred, because I only I only download redownloaded twelve out of the however many games I had before. Mm-hmm. So my, my favorite part of the weekend was getting talked down to by Nintendo fanboys on the Nintendo voice chat forum site on on Facebook. They were trying to bring I, it back down because I dared. <laughs> I dared say that this this process was wrong and that they should do something about it. But well, why do you need all your games? Why would you want all your games? Because they're my games. Yeah. Because I've downloaded them. Well, don't be them. mad at Nintendo. Be mad at the uh, people who are stealing those games, pirating well, those that's games. That's true. Yep. And yeah, I mean that's a good point. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> in, my, in my case, I didn't re-download everything. I only downloaded like maybe 30 games, pretty much. Yeah. All the Jackbox games, all the Picross games, and then like uh, about like five or six other things that I bought and haven't played yet or I want to replay, et cetera. Like Golf Story made the cut. I want to replay that. As someone who has traditionally, like as far as Nintendo systems, had a rather large library of games, uh, even from NES days, like I just want to be able to pick those games up and, and dive back into them sometimes. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Um, no, I'm probably not going to play, but am I going to boot all of them once at, le- at least and see what they look like on the OLED? Yes, I'm yeah. working through that well, process. Especially like what you were saying in your situation, you want to be able to have all that stuff there because you can't just go to the eShop and say, oh, here, I can go re-download it. Oh, yeah. Um, like, I, hey, I want to play Enter the Gungeon. Oh, I didn't re-download it. So I need to, like, sit you, here. And, yeah. You know, it might take you guys 10 minutes, 30 minutes. It's going to take me an hour. It's going to take me two hours. Right. Depending on how good a connection I'm getting. So, uh, and contrary to popular belief, I don't want to just go sit in coffee shops in my office all the time. <laughs> it's just, it's not, it's not feasible. Uh, but I mean, I, like, I don't want to, I don't like, I, that's just my gripe. And I want to say that I don't want to turn it super negative because I do love this system. And I do love y'all. I've had so much fun over this past week with Metroid Dread and a lot of it. And, and Mario Kart, let me say this too. Mario Kart eight on the OLED is just unbelievably awesome. It's, it's so good. And Tetris effect connected. I, I managed to pick that up during this time too and really dove into it over the last couple of days. It's spectacular on the OLED. And as someone who does play a lot of handheld, I'm gonna get a lot of life out of this. 
I I can say though, on the opposite side of purchasing it, and, and I want you guys to weigh in here on this too. If you are going to play docked completely only, like ninety, even ninety five percent dock, ninety percent dock, is this worth purchasing? Because I say no, absolutely. Unless your switch is just like mine and it was threatening to catch on fire uh, in the dock most of the time. Do you, do you think it's worth buying? No, not at all. If you if you are a dock player, man, this is you know this is a system you. Stay away from because it's not it's not add, it's not giving you a no former added bonus. Yes, we might find something later on going on with the with the dock of it, but buy a dock. I would buy a system. I would pass. <laughs> okay, Tim, I see you nodding. What do you what do you say? Um, I mostly agree. The only reason why I would say think about it at least if you play mostly docked is because of the way it dissipates the heat. So it uh, does it a lot better, it seems like, for the OG. And if you're going to have it docked, I think that is the re- main reason why the OG warped more because of it didn't dissipate that heat a lot. With the dock, it seems, with the new dock and the new switch, it seems like it does very well in handling all that while it's docked for longer periods of time. And plus, you know, the built-in Ethernet, even though you can buy that separately with the old dock, you do have that capability and you never know what they plan to do as well. If you have that 4k TV and they eventually upgrade and do what they, we all think they might do eventually. And you want to use that 4k TV. You can, you know, possibly do that. Possibly. I'm not saying they're going to just possibly, you know, so it's something to think about not saying do it, just think about, but yeah. Yeah. Overall, I would say you probably skip this one and just wait for the next switch. If you just play mostly that. Cause we know it's coming. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, Jensen, what about you? you? If you uh, if you're just a dot player, do you buy this? Pro- yeah, good. I agree with you. Probably not. If you're a hundred percent dock, this you're not gaining anything other than the additional storage. But if you have, if you're a power user like we are, you have an SD card, and you'll never touch that extra thirty-two gigs of storage. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, I do want to uh, call attention, though, to something as we kind of round out uh, talking about OLED here, uh, that there have been, now Nintendo admits that the Joy-Con on the uh, OLED are improved. They called them improved models. IGN says that while Nintendo hasn't found a permanent solution to Joy-Con drift, the company revealed in a new interview that it is continuously improving the Joy-Con's durability since its launch and that the Switch OLED models will come with the newest controllers with the newest improvements, which is presumably just some foam stuffed up under the sticks. <laughs> right? I mean, I, I would say yeah. that the internals of the of these white and neon Joy-Cons with their shipping with the OLED are probably the same internals that are shipping with the Skyward Sword Joy-Cons, where it was found that there had been some preventative measures put in there. Yeah, I'm not going to open them up to find out. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Me either. I'm not that brave. Me either. That's someone else's Um, job. Yeah. yeah, A couple of questions (laughs) from our community about the OLED or uh, comments. John Blanco, uh, who's uh, over on uh, Dads After Dark, uh, he, he says this prediction question for tonight, will the next regular Switch model that gets released, whether it be a special edition or otherwise, be an OLED model 
or a standard model? Oh, that's hard. Because, you I know, think- Nintendo, you know, they, they, they walk to their own horn. So it could very well be, but I don't think so. I, I think, I think it's the build up. I think at the end of the day, even with this new Switch, um, Everything is going OLED. Even Switch Lite, I think, is going OLED. Um, so, so it's OLED screens from now on. It's OLED screens, right? Because you know the the benefit, the power save. You, you know, we we're witnessing it. I think I think I get better battery life yeah. out of this OLED than my my version two Switch. I'm thinking of the Vita. Uh, did Vita start with OLED and then in its upgrade models go downgrade? Yes. 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 So. I th- they were. I think they were just you know you know they were ahead of their cost time cutting. at that point, and and used it for cost cutter. But I think yeah, I think I think OLED needs to stay. Yeah, I think if if they don't, people will be upset. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and to you, that, you note, open I'm, that box. You gotta, yeah, you yeah. The, un- the forbidden door has been open. Uh, one of the things I, I wanted to mention here, along with that, is what I thought he was asking originally was. What what kind of special edition would we see this holiday? Uh, and that, of course, it's not what he's asking, but I will uh, weigh in that, you know, for the past couple of holiday seasons, we've seen a uh, regular old version one switch packed in with Mario Kart 8 for the holidays. I think we'll see the transition to at least the version two switch this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I foresee another Mario Kart bundle. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that uh, one will be OLED because, you know, they haven't I don't think it'll be OLED, but I think it'll be the version 2 Switch. Right. I agree. They haven't discontinued discontinued yeah. what I've been calling Mark 2. Uh, so I think that they'll keep that as the bundle. But I think when they go Switch 2, like we talked about earlier, I think that's going to be OLED. We also Absolutely. have to remember those third-party bundles as well, where they just change out the Joy-Cons, like the Fortnite bundle they did, you know, where they just change oh, out yeah. the, the, the Joy-Cons. Give you some uh, V-Bucks. Right. Yeah. Uh, David Baleka <laughs> on Twitter asks us this. Do you see Nintendo coming out with a new iteration of the Switch Lite, similar to the way Nintendo innovated slash changed the 2DS line? Or do you see Nintendo solely focusing on refining the mainline Switch? David, what do you think? If Nintendo want to make more money, if they want to sell more Switches before they come out with the Switch 2, then it's a no-brainer. Because think about it, like, I, I really like my Switch Lite. I, I like what it was. I like to be able to, I like the portability of it and how small it mm-hmm. was. And I, I love that aspect of it. So, and I, and to be honest, I don't understand why the OLED still didn't do this, but give us a D-pad. The D-pad on the Switch Lite is phenomenal. It's probably the best D-pad that's, that we have on the Switch. So, mm-hmm. If they want to make money, and I know Nintendo likes to make money, they like to appease their stakeholders. Yep. They're going to release an OLED light. It's probably, and I'm, I'm going to predict it right now. It's going to be 250. It's going to be 250, and it's coming out next year. We're going to see this new Switch Two in 2023. Okay, I have spoken. Uh, you- <laughs> Go ahead, Jason. I, I I agree, and I think they're going to put the the video out back in that they, that they took out in the original models. So while it won't, it still won't fit in the dock. You can still like plug it into an adapter and you oh, can, that, that would be, that would be huge. So it can oh, be, be massive. It can yeah, connect to an entry huge. level switch. Yeah. Oh entry, yeah. Right. yeah oh. For two forty nine. Oh. Uh, Ooh. Oh, that's oh, a good prediction. Right. <laughs> you know, uh, you know how, you know, the best way to sell these 
is uh, you do the uh, current switch light uh, in uh, and make it uh, the the deco uh, of the old NES. Yeah, with the gamepad, with the buttons, with everything. Or you do it, or you do it as, as Game Boy. When the Game Boy comes out, when the Game Boy games come out on NSO, you do you do a Nintendo Switch Nintendo Switch Lite Game Boy edition. Oh man, listen. And I'll buy another one. I'll buy one. <laughs> <laughs> Soul. Soul right. What was it you said in the pre-show? Where what? Where I'm I'm trying to remember. We're console whores. We're console whores. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I mean, like it was just. Yep, here's my wallet. Just yep. take it, go. Um, immediately. Well, guys, let's transition over and let's talk uh, for just a few minutes here about Metroid Dread. Uh, and I want to preface our discussion about Dread uh, with this. There's a lot of people uh, who are already saying Dread is game of the year. I'm calling it. Uh, David, you've called it. I think it, I absolutely think it is a seriously heavy yeah. contender for game of the year. But there are people who disagree Maybe even among our midst uh, right now, uh, where most are saying this is the most fun they've ever had with a Metroid game. Others are frustrated and not having fun. Uh, those who are frustrated, like uh, Jesse and like David Jaffe on Twitter, uh, <laughs> uh, are are very vocal. And Jesse even said this, and, and we're not using your tweet against you. We just want to bring it up. He said, it seems like. Seems like I'm the only one who doesn't get it. Everyone else is loving it, has completed it, or et cetera. It's just frustrating me. Uh, Jesse, why, what's going on, man? Why is Metroid uh, frustrating you? Yeah, I've been dreading this conversation. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> I've been wanting to use that pun since Monday. <laughs> uh, yeah, the, the the first boss took it took me like five tries before I can get it. It, it. It's once you get the pattern down, it's yeah, it's easy, but he changes forms so many times and you just don't know where you're at in the fight. So just, even just having a status bar, this hit point bar would have at least made me feel better. Make me know I'm making progress and know I'm not going to needed to do this for another 20 minutes before he's, he's down. Mm-hmm. Or you're going to yeah. run out of missiles, or you're yeah. Well, I, I ran out of missiles fifteen times. I had to like you know to knock out his boogers out of the air to get more missiles in order, <laughs> or whatever he's spitting at me. And um, I eventually got, I got to the point where um, I, I defeated two Emmy, and I got to the point on the third one. Where it looks like I'm, it's like a one-way tunnel. There's like nowhere to hide. There, there's one place that looks like you can hide, but you can't hide there. And and the <laughs> enemy is coming at you from the other side of the same tunnel. And the, the only place I can do the cloak is right by the enemy door, which gains me no ground. And that's where I'm stuck. I got you. Um, I will say this. That I never used the Phantom Cloak successfully to avoid an Emmy. Ever. I, I just have already. stayed. Me either. I mean, like, I stayed, I, I tried I to stay as, as fast as, and, and as nimble as possible. Um, yeah, I, I think, but, the, but I, unless I'm wrong, I think the only way to do it is to actually get hit, counter it, and then slide under his feet and keep going. 
But that doesn't I'm make sense. I'm trying to remember that that's if that's one of the ones I successfully countered or not. You know, so, uh, someone made a loose comparison uh, to. Damn, who are they? You know, Bayonetta. Platinum, Platinum games. Platinum, okay. And you know my history with Platinum games. I can't play them for this exact yeah. reason. Yeah. You know, there is. So, and you know, I remember leading into Dread, you were saying that if it depended. If things in this game depended too much on the, the the melee counter or things like that, like they did in Samus Returns, you just didn't think that you were going to have a good time with it. And I'm not. Mm. It is definitely, I, I, I will say I do this. plan on getting back into it. I haven't given up on Y'all, it. I just haven't given uh, time. But I can, am can, already on my last legs on it. I, I will agree with I, I want to say this, I, Jesse, I, I I completely agree with you. About the color change of the of the boss monsters, or uh, uh, some kind of progress bar, or something like that, uh, I was very taken aback that that didn't happen. And in fact, after I finished Dread, I went back and I've been playing through Samus Returns, mm. and I just casually picked it up the other day uh, and fought a couple of Metroids. They change color. You know, they're like, as you're yeah. fighting them, they go from green to red, and you know that you're making progress. You know you're getting close to beating them. I do wish that that had happened in this game. The only yeah. indicator that I could see so far that is telling is the three phases. That's the only mm-hmm. thing I that would give you that you, once you figured it out and got to a certain spot and you're like, okay, there's three phases. I got through one, two, maybe three or most, you know, most of the large bosses encounters in the game, including the final boss, all have three phases. Yeah. So it's. And there's always that, that's that one thing that breaks up each phase. So, Mm -hmm. yep. Uh, and you know that, I, that's kind of disruptive to me, where it kind of gives you you're in a two D plane, and then it goes the camera angle shifts to do a cutscene, and then th- and then shifts back to throw you back into the battle. That that's disruptive to me. I don't, and not all of them do that either, but some of them do. A some good of them majority, do. yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I like I, I saw I saw a video of after you defeat Kraid, and I'm like, okay, that looks cool. That is disorienting to me. But but here's the thing on Kraid, and I like I know most people, if you watch the previews for the for the game, you knew that Kraid was in there. So this is not a this is not a spoiler. I don't Which think. is why I brought it up. Um yeah. but but here's the thing: the whole Kraid boss fight does not have one melee counter in it. Like I made it through without doing a single melee counter. I don't even remember there being one. Yeah, there's and no so flashing thing. Those cutscenes trigger with damage but what you can't see is unlike super metroid and other m and other games uh cray doesn't change color so you don't know that you're you're you know really being effective you just know you're shooting you know that and and there's i will say there's a criticism i have of another boss in the game that there's a moment where it's like should i be doing this because i don't think it's doing any damage but I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say anything that because it's a spoiler. So um it's just weird. It it just felt off. But uh I will say this. I think this game is the absolute perfect distillation of what a Metroid game should be. 
it makes Samus feel like a complete BA character, but it also provides you with those moments of isolation. And I don't know what to do. Uh, the first encounter I had with an Emmy where it actually chased me, you legitimately feel like mm-hmm. your your heart start to race, right? <laughs> like it, there is dread your, there. It's, it's the, are you wearing your brown pants check? <laughs> <laughs> the Negan, put on your crapping pants. Uh, the, and like, I even found that like, it was funny that the, the name is game, the game is named dread because I would see an Emmy door and know that's where I would need to go and go, Oh my God. Yeah. I don't want to go in there. <laughs> I, don't want, I have to go in here, but I don't want to. Um, I'm glad that they made the doors unique. I, yeah. Well, and think about what it would have been like if the, the, the Emmys could chase you over the entire map. That's I'm thankful dread. for that. Yeah, I'm That's thankful that they don't have that. That's some dread. Um, but uh, Tim, you man, you're the you're the Metroid guy. Like you're wearing the shirt. You've got the Samus 3DS. You you were you like I love Metroid, but you love Metroid. I think. So, I think if I were to compare it to something, it would be just like I think how you like Mega Man. Oh yeah, way, yeah, like yeah, Metroid. definitely. So I want to I want to hear from you, uh, your thoughts on this game. No, no spoilers. Uh, and and by the way, I want to mention this here. I think this would be a great place to talk about this. We are going to do a spoiler cast for this game um, sometime in the coming days, uh, and so just be on the watch for that. It's going to be in your feed, but you don't have to listen to it. Uh, it's just going to be kind of like we used to do uh, Dad's After Dark. What we we called it After Dark uh, back then, where <laughs> yeah. we reviewed uh, Marvel movies and stuff. So kind of like uh, after show, uh, we'll come up with some kind of name for it or whatever. It, it might just be as simple as the dinner table, a special edition of a dinner yeah. table where we sit around and yeah. just talk about the game. So absolutely, absolutely. So Tim, your thoughts on Dread? So. Um, since I'll save a lot of the other things for the spoiler so we can talk specifics, I will say this. The game is definitely, I'm not done with it yet either because of how difficult it is. It is difficult and I get frustrated. In fact, one of the bosses that I'm fighting and you can see, I, I don't spoil anything, but I posted it on Twitter. I call it experiment six two six, where I put a stitch, you know, <laughs> a picture on, on the map. So you don't get to see too much of it, but if you get to this boss, you'll understand why I pick Stitch <laughs> other than the experiment number. Uh, but anyways, um, this game is so well put together. Like you said, Marty, it's uh, the culmination of all the Metroids, uh, the 2D ones, if you will, that shows how much they've learned over the years of what they've done in building Metroid games, shared it with Mercury Steam. Mercury Steam learning from what they did from Samus Returns, creating this game in a beautiful environment that isn't perfect. We know it's not a PlayStation 5. We know it's not meant for graphics, but it's fun. And the environments and the sound, everything comes together because of it's not just not just the background, but 
And that's what I always wonder too about how they were going to be able to transition from a 3DS where you had the 3D backgrounds to a non 3D device with like the Switch. They made it look so good and almost 3D like to where you can see things happening in the back end. And there's even things going on that go with the story of the game that, again, I can't spoil anything, but just pay attention when you're running through the game. Pay attention to what's going on in the background in these games, because there are things that you see that eventually happen later on, or you'll see it in the game and you're like, oh my gosh, I remember seeing that. And now I'm seeing this now. It's crazy. And even just the slight things, like one thing I posted on Twitter with making my way down and it actually made me jump back up on the ledge because I was like, oh, what's coming out of there? is there was something banging at a steel door in one of the background scenes. And I thought something was going to come busting out of there. And there wasn't, it was just denting the door and it, and it was just so magnificent to see another thing that happened too. I'm not going to give away the boss, but one of the boss fights, you see it right in front of you, the shadow, the silhouette of the boss in the forefront of your screen, then hop on to the plane where you're at to battle it. Just those little touches along with the music, along with the story, everything coming together over the last four Metroids you played. And you don't even, well, I can't say this because I have played the other four, but it seems like you don't even have to play those other four to know what's going on in Metroid 5 in Dread. So just all of these things coming together, just magnificent. And I understand why it's game of the year. I also understand why, like in Jesse's case, you're going to get frustrated. And Jesse, I'm sorry, it gets worse. So even if you get past this point, that's what I've heard. It gets worse. So, and I've fought bosses multiple times because I am not a magnificent player like Marty is, you know, where I can be done quickly. (laughs) Well, anyways. I don't play as many games as that. So I, it's good, you know, I, but I'm still enjoying my time with it because I know that I'm learning something from each failure and being able to try again from that, from what I learned and be able to beat that boss, no matter how many times I I'm fighting it. So I could go on and this is basically my thoughts on it right now. The the crazy thing about it is, it's like, as we're talking about it, like I'm contemplating, do I want to dip back into it and, and do it again this weekend? Like in the hard mode? No. Heck to the no. <laughs> heck. It's that song. Heck no. To the no, no, no. Heck to the no. Right. Normal mode was enough. That was already it's balls enough. hard. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I'm not going to sit here and say that it was easy for me to go through it. But I mean, there's some things I struggled with real bad, uh, right? Yeah. Uh, but but here I want to say this: the combat in this game. I, I Donnie from uh, PSVG asked. He says uh, we're we're going to talk about Dread tonight on their show. He said, "What what what's a question you want to ask?" And this is my question after playing this game: Who wins in a fight between Samus? And Master Chief. Oh. Because, dude, oh. she, at the end of this game, whoo. Mm, 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 mm. David, uh, have you finished it, by the way? I have, have, I have not finished it. Okay. Uh, but I, no, will, I, say I, I, I do want to share, like, 
my yeah, yeah. initial tell, tell us how you feel. Um, I compared it to uh, remember. I know some of you guys might play play the God God of War game, the old school ones. Right? Yep. I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna talk God of War two and three, and to me, Metroid is kind of structured in that same way. It just set up the game, got you into the game real fast, and took you off and run it. And it and it engulfed you in this story where you felt like a true body hunter really quick. Mm-hmm. And I love that about it. It just it just captivated. I just remember, I did a live stream launch day for this game and, and I was just like, man, this this is what games are, are supposed to be about. Another thing that I think hardly no one talks about and I love this about Nintendo, and you can testify with games like Smash Brothers and Mario Kart, is how well optimized this game is. The load times you get in, I mean, it's no delay, and I, I can appreciate that. It's like you play a game like this here, and then you play SpongeBob, <laughs> where the load times is like, you know, abysmal 25, 26 seconds, uh, and you're going from door to door, but this game right here just runs at optimal it's just like, oh, it's a breath of fresh air. It's you, hit, you hit the nail on the, on the head by saying the combat. I said, man, this combat. And like I said, it goes back to, it just makes you feel like a bounty hunter. And the story so far, I'm not going to say where I bet, but the story so far is great. And I've been killed a bunch of times, but I enjoyed it every mm-hmm. time. I was like, man, this is, this is great. Phenomenal game. And it, when I think when I get through it, I know for sure. Right now, I say it's, it's a it's a uh, a candidate for game of the year. But I probably when I get done with it, I probably say it is the game of the year. When you talk about the combat, that's the other thing too. Real quick, that I want to mention is when you are clicking on all cylinders as the controller, right? You're you're getting all the buttons in and all that stuff. When and you're controlling Samus and able to get through something. Like you are truly, like you said, Marty, a BA Samus. Like there's times where I hurry up and I have to fumble to hurry up and do a screen capture or a screen review. I was like, <laughs> that was, that was, that was something else to be able to do all this with Samus, be able to, you know, the, the, um, um, what do you call it? When you swipe the, you know, somebody away or whatever, the, the, Melee counter. Thank you, melee counter. When you do that and then you blast them and there's another one coming at you, you melee that and you blast them and all that and you do like a bunch of those at once and you just feel like, yeah, you know, or like there's a really good boss battle and you you get through that and you're just like, yeah, you know, so there's some really good parts in there where you feel really good about what you did with the character and the combat. I I think they're like, for me, it's the this and Samus Returns really – and Fusion kind of leaned into this, and I think it's where it began. Because was it not? Y'all correct me if I'm wrong. It was Fusion came out, then Zero Mission came out, right? Yes. And it was in the Fusion engine, right? So I think Fusion really leaned into this kind of like, let's speed her up. Let's make it a little more like, you know, le- lean into the combat a little bit more. Samus Returns is really where it really started picking up. This Dread is like, if they ever do another Metroid game, there's no going back to combat away from this. Like this is the first time the the abilities and the control and everything has matched the legend of the character, right? Because I, I even said this like I've been playing through some Metroid games leading up to Dread, and the first time like going back to Super Metroid after playing Zero Mission, I was like, oh my gosh. 
<laughs> this is so bad. Like, and even how the representation of Samus too is done so well because it's what we wanted from when they did Other M. A lot of people complain that was not Samus. Yeah, I was right? going to say that. The gameplay, like for me, the gameplay in Other M is great. It's the story that's, uh, you know, and then how they represent Samus. Here, it's totally like, this is Samus. This is how we all, just like how we all felt when we saw Boba Fett come back up in uh, Mm. Mandalorian, right? So if you've watched those, you know what I'm talking about. It's like Boba Fett, this is how I imagine Boba Fett, you know, he's a BA. You know, Samus Aaron, BA. So... And that is how you, when you see the cutscenes, when you get to certain parts through it, you see this is the Samus Aaron that we all loved and know is what would do. Like, totally. I want to call out Mole in the chat. Uh, he he said that did I just insult Super Metroid? No, I mean I love Super Metroid. It's always going to be one of the like goat games of the of the Super Nintendo. It's just jarring because. In the beginning, she is less, she's less human and more tank. <laughs> like, yeah, she, I mean, she controls and, like and, a... And the games haven't had the quality of life upgrades. Yeah, yet. yeah, that's it's exactly the what third I mean. game. Yeah, I noticed when I played, I talked, I don't think I talked about it last week when I talked about Super Metroid, but like the bosses are like really easy compared to what, what we've had in Fusion and other M. So they kind of they did ramp ramp up the difficulty. Where you know where I always get lost is not fighting a boss, but just traversing, like finding where the hell I need to go. Mm-hmm. I will say this: that for those of you who are struggling with what to do next, I don't know if this is real or not. But like it's real because it's in the game because I've seen it, but I, I don't know if it's correct or not. But every time I was going the right way there was some form of a patch of these blue glowing butterfly slash bird things on the screen. Like sometimes they were in the lights. Sometimes they were in the background. Sometimes they were somewhere on the screen, but it was kind of like, I always noticed that I was like, okay, now I'm going the right way because I did not, I've seen a lot of criticism of saying this is, or not criticism, but really just people saying that it's not handholdy and it doesn't like tell you what to do next. And so they were getting lost. There's one time in, the, in my playthrough, which was about seven hours and 15 minutes or so, that I got lost. The rest of the time, I was moving forward. Um, and I attribute it to that, like, oh, there's those birds. I must be doing the right thing. So I don't know if that's a visual clue or cue that can, is like, it's transitory, like it, you know, shows up in different, because I don't know that I always noticed it. I don't know if it's the right thing, but to me, that was, I, it just kept popping up. That's and so I'm wondering if that was not programmed in as a, as a way to say, oh, hey, by the way, do you see any birds or do you see any butterflies in this area? Because if they're on this side of the screen, that means it's like I even noticed them in places like with elevators or going to the next place. You yeah. know, they were, they were there when I arrived or they were there when I was leaving. Uh, so that's just my little thing there. Um, you may check those out. Uh, we're, that's going to wrap it up for uh, us talking about uh, Dread and the OLED. So let's hop into uh, some upcoming events, shall we? Tim, why don't you uh, walk us through Extra Life, which is coming up November 5th through the 7th? 
Sure. Uh, we are, as you said, November 5th through the 7th, we'll be doing that. Not directly right after our show Thursday on the 4th into the 5th. Uh, not yet, at least. We're still hammering out some things. But as of right now, as it stands, uh, again, times and events are could be are scheduled to change, possibly. But for right now, we've got Nick and Sean going on Friday uh, from the Game Pass News Group. Uh, they'll come in and uh, do November 5th at 6 a.m. Eastern uh, time to 6 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so they'll be on there for a good 12 hours. And then Marty continues on from there at the seven o'clock hour, Eastern Standard Time, or sorry, daylight time at that time, or I'll just say Eastern Time, into Saturday and then November 6th uh, at 7 p.m., or I should say into Saturday on the 6th at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, Jesse then takes over at that time, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern Time. And then Sam from the Retro Logic Group, uh, Third Strongest Mole, powers on from 9 p.m. Eastern Time in a Sunday, uh, November 7th at 2 a.m. or 3, well, 3, 3 a.m. initially, but then that's when standard time kicks in. So it'll be actually 2 a.m., but it'll all be depending on what he how he feels if he wants to continue on the extra hour. Um, but for now, we'll just say 2 a.m. Sunday is a 25-hour day. Yes. Uh, Drew and Hambone Johnny uh, will be doing a Mario Golf uh, golfing outing on Sunday, November 7th from 1 p.m. Eastern Time to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. And then I will then close out the session. At, uh, I plan on doing that unless something comes up because I am planning on moving. So if something happens at that time where I can't do it. But at that time, I plan on doing the event starting at 3 p.m. to midnight to close out our session. Yeah, so uh, overnight there – I'm sorry, Jesse, go ahead. Okay, is, is, uh, I'm presuming we're going to do our Spicy Snack Dad segment somewhere in that site for the yes. three to midnight? Yes. Absolutely. Uh, and also during that time, uh, while I'm on for that 24 hours, we're going to be doing lots of community games, so we encourage you to jump in. We'll do some of the new Jackbox Party Pack. We'll play some new brand-new Mario Party Superstars. If you guys have that by that point – uh, we'll do some Mario Kart. We'll, we probably will do some late night Fortnite. Uh, and so uh, check that out. We're going to be trying to, um, at least on my end, get uh, us talking on Discord and get that audio into the feed as well. Uh, and so I'm researching on how to do that. So it should be uh, a lot of fun uh, doing Extra Life. And right now, I want to let you guys know that uh, I'm going to go over and log on to our Extra Life page uh, here, um, or actually our team page. Sorry. While he's looking uh, at that, um, you know, what, what I plan on doing for my two hours is, you know, also hosting Jackpot games. You know, if we get sick of eight, we can go to six. And if, like, we get to the point, if no one shows up for some reason, then I'll just, like, play Super Nintendo Act Razor or something and, to fill the time. I've been wanting to That'd be to, awesome. I've been wanting to continue that from when I started it a few weeks so, ago. So right now, uh, guys, we have got, uh, let's see here, one, two, three, four, four guys on, or four people on uh, the Nintendo Dads team. You can go over to extra-life.org and search up Nintendo Dads and join our team. But our goal currently is $4,000 raised over the weekend, and we've already raised 165 of that. Uh, thanks to uh, Tim. Tim's been uh, doing some fundraising there. So uh, pretty cool. 
You can even go over there and donate right now. And again, if every donation uh, gives us uh, get your name in the in the prize pool to win all kinds of cool stuff uh, and uh, push us farther on toward our goal of four thousand dollars. And again, if you join and that bumps that goal up some, we'll update that. Uh, but it's going to be a great weekend uh, there. Well, with that being said, it is time for Justin's favorite segment of the show, Jesse's Poke Minute. Pika, 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 you. I hate you all. I think that was a great suggestion to have that added to the end of the bumper. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, so the Pokemon Go events, the Halloween mischief events started. Uh, oh, it will start tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. and go through October 31st at 8 o'clock local times. Uh, there'll be a special research story, What Lies Beneath the Mask, featuring Yamask. Um, time research will be, will be available with tasks focusing on participating in the Halloween Cup in the Go Battle League. During the event, there'll be uh, two times transfer candy, two times hatch candy, two times catch candy, and guaranteed XL candy when walking with your buddy for trainers that are at least level 40. There'll be a remix of the Lavender Town music playing nightly during the event. And costumed Pokemon will be available to encounter with a chance to be shiny. Uh, Halloween Mischief Pikachu, Halloween Mischief Piplop, and Halloween Mischief Driftblim. The, in addition, so that's a, that's a two-week event. Then there's two mini-events within that two-week period. Creepy Companions starts on the 15th, goes through the 22nd at 10 a.m. It, it'll unlock the, the next part of the Season of Mischief Special Research event. Galarian Slowpoke will, will be available to evolve into a Galarian Slowking for the first time. In, or, in order to do that, the, the Slowpoke has to be your buddy while you catch 30 Psychic Pokemon first. Then you can evolve it. Ghost and Psychic type Pokemon will appear more in the wild, with Spinarak being available to be shiny for the first time. Altered Form Giratina will, will be in 5-star raids. That actually started yesterday, I think, or today. And then Galarian Yamask will be available in 7-kilometer eggs in field research encounters. Starting on the 22nd at 10 a.m. will be the Ghoulish Pals event until October 31st at 8 p.m. So the fifth part of Season of Mischief will unlock. New Pokemon will appear in Pokemon Go for the first time. Phantump, Trevenant, Pumpkaboo, and Gorgeist. Pumpkaboo and Gorgeist will appear in one of four sizes in-game to match their size stat, small, average, large, or supersize. A, a, a collection challenge will be live that will require trainers to collect Pumpkaboo of various sizes. Dark Rai will be in five-star raids and will know the move Sludge Bomb, and Mega Absol will appear in-game for the first time in Mega Raids that and also can be shiny. Is Pumpkaboo a pet name for anybody? <laughs> Not that I know of. And then another another event within an event within an event. It's October 30th, starting at 10 a.m. through. It will start the Halloween Mischief Special Raid Weekend. Mega Ebzal and Dark Riot will appear more frequently in raids. Then also just announced yesterday in the Pokemon Go blog, New features will be added to Pokemon Go in the next few months to help newer 
new trainers mostly. There'll be nickname suggestions for new trainers, an expanded set of trainer tips, new PokerStop functionalities. So more details to come on that. They weren't. That's all they said so far. Egg hatch updates, including the option to skip the hatch animation. That is something I'm looking forward to because it's really annoying when I want to do something and I'm hatching three eggs and I have to wait for it. <laughs> and finally, a new special research story that introduces new trainers to the world of Pokemon Go. Awesome. That was way more than like a minute, but it was decidedly less than the 10 minutes I thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about changing the subject, uh, the the title of this segment to Jesse's Poka Decade, but uh, that's okay because we're through. We're here now, and it's time to talk about what we've been playing. All right, David, you are queued up here. You are a guest, and so uh, I like. I think probably all of us. I know some of us have it on our list. We've talked about Metroid Dread, so we can kind of cross that off. But besides that, what have you been playing? I have, since I got my OLED, I've been playing two other games. I've uh, been playing um, NBA 2K22. Um, pretty good game for the Switch. Um, still trying to work out the kinks on the shooting. Haven't got that quite mastered yet on the on the Switch model. But um, And also Cuphead. I revisited Cuphead back on the Switch. I wanted to see how that was going to pop out and uh it, it's beautiful you know it's beautiful well that's now beautiful i want to replay cuphead thanks yeah i'm sorry but yeah that's well, good thing you're I, but i understand cuphead it's, it's a beautiful game on all that beautiful yeah so that's what i'm awesome. thinking into cool man uh tim what about you what have you been playing what else is there to play? I've just been playing Metroid. What is there something else I should be playing? I don't know. <laughs> no, it's um, that is actually all I've been playing is Metroid Dread. I'm trying to get through that now. I uh, my friend Scott, he's been playing, but he's on vacation and he's actually caught up to me at this point where I've been, you know, playing since I got it last Friday. But I can only play for like maybe. A, f- a few hours stretches uh, uh, every couple nights at a time. So, but I'm getting close. I have two Emmys left, so I'm hoping to get done uh, soon, probably by this weekend, if if all goes well. But I have two games on deck to play that um, I will have to play regardless of it because I want to get some videos on on it. And it's one is a game called Gas Guzzlers Extreme. It's a car combat game that. Uh, I've actually was just thinking, boy, it would be nice if I could get a car combat game because I love Twisted Metal games. Those are some of those ones I I, I loved when I had the PlayStation. So my favorite is Twisted Metal Black, and I'm looking forward to what they're working on in the future, as well as I guess there's a Netflix show that they're working on, too, for Twisted Metal. So I give it all to me. I'm looking forward to that. But back to Gas Guzzlers Extreme, that's what this is. Basically, kind of reminds me of that. It's a... Uh, got some craziness like burnout it looks like and uh but car combat like your twisted metal so in races maybe even some split second there too i'm not sure so a lot of those games that i like and of course it's a racing game so i gotta play it right now it's 50 dollars. you can pre-order it and it'll be available on october 28th 2021 so we were given a review code to check it out and i'm hoping to dive into that and have a video for you guys to check out by the time it comes out 
So got that. And then the other one I got on deck is Disco Elysium. I've been wanting to play that one. I was looking forward to this um, director's final cut that we got coming out or that we got coming out for it. It actually just came out on the 12th. So that would be, you know, Tuesday, I think it is. But that game is $40 on the Switch. It is elsewhere on the other systems, but because we all, the reason why we love the Switch is you can play it on the go and you can, you know, pick at some of these longer games like like Disco Elysium is. So, you know, being an RPG that it is. So I'll also be doing a video on that as well. But uh, those are on deck right now. So I'm looking forward to those. And plus, I'll probably won't be popping into some of those games you guys are talking about. Uh, you know, you got to play on the OLED. So, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, Jesse, what you been playing? Yeah, well, again, the only thing I've been playing is Metroid Dread, but there was a few other things that I still want to talk about. This finally came in the mail after being delayed, I think, three times. Doki Doki Literature Club Plus Physical Edition, which comes packed in with uh, some goodies, including stickers and uh, a fake business card for the the company that the game talks about and a literature club membership card it's kind of funny it's kind of cute so i got a got a copy for myself and and a copy for my son so he's currently playing this for the third time because he bought it on ps4 and steam and 100 percent of them and started he actually streamed it on his personal channel like the first hour of it he uh playing through it then also this weekend, the Amico. So, David, have you heard much about Amico and interested, or have you not heard much or don't care? Yeah, I haven't heard much of it. Okay, so Amico, which was supposed to be released on the tenth, after the second delay, and then got delayed a third time to an unspecified date. But on the tenth, they released what the physical games. And I'm using air quotes for that because people don't like kind of what they're doing with it. Uh, the, the physical game... Oh, real quick, Jesse, just to say, too, Amico is in television. That's a new system oh. that Intellivision is coming out with, with the mobile controllers uh, that you can use your, use your phone or the ones that it comes with. Okay, uh, I, I, I do know what that, that is. Once you, okay. you tied it to Intellivision, I, it, it jarred my mind. All right, yeah, my bad for not mentioning that. Okay, so they talked about what's going to be in the physical edition. For for each each game, we'll have like a coin that has a representation of the game on it on one side, like at the head side, and the tail side will have like in television logo, including the every frame of the Running Man along the edge. And then we'll have like a it's like a I forget what they use it, but it's like a 3D card that kind of moves around as in different layers as you move it back and forth. So each game will come with one of those. And then the actual car, the game, quote-unquote, is a card that looks like, like an old Intellivision game cartridge, if you know what, what those look like. Mm-hmm. And it kind of works about 90% of what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be NFC chip, tap it to the, to the machine, and it will then pair that game to your account It'll then go download the game and you can play it. It does that, but there's a little bit of an extra twist to it, which is above and beyond what I was expecting. It actually uses blockchain technology, which that's all unicorns and fairy dust to me. I don't understand how any of that works, 
but what to what that does is it allows the transfer of ownership of that game to someone else. So once I had it installed in my system, if I wanted to give a game to Tim, I you know I could transfer it to him, give him physical ownership of the con- of the of the box, and then he'd be able to play it in his game on his system, and I wouldn't be able to play it anymore in mine. So mm. this is the first time of transferring le- legitimate transferring of digital content through physical means. So again, this is all good until they shut down the servers, of course, because once they do that, then everything's dead. Right. <laughs> so it's literally an NFT video. Yeah, that's, yes. that's what it like. Yep. That's, that's yes. what it like. So what they did, they've announced eight games up for pre-order. They have a pack. You can buy the pack of all eight. You know, these are all limited collector's editions, so future games won't have that label on them. You know, all eight for one hundred and fifty dollars, which is about eighteen fifty a game. Or they have two packs of four for eighty dollars each, or twenty dollars a game. So, and then the, the games. Let me click on this link. The games that they've announced so far are. Evil Knievel, Dino Blaster, Missile Command, Rigid Force Redux Enhanced, that's all one game, <laughs> Moon Patrol, Finnegan Fox, Biplanes, and Brain Duel. Hmm. So, I know a lot of people are still kind of iffy on the whole Amico thing, and a lot of people don't like what they're doing with, with physical, but again, if there's no cartridge slot, how the hell else is this going to work? Right. So, this is still exactly. Of- and yet, none of those games. Are the sequel to Earthworm Jim? No. <laughs> no. Well, you know, that's a, that's in development. Who knows when that'll come out? So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, how, yeah. How, much uh, does, how much? So does even that though system? I'm not a physical collector for Switch games or Wii games or Wii U games, I'm actually going to try to be a collect the Amico games. You know, and actually, and you know, keep them on. Uh, well, that system that system costs two hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, it's a hard sale, man. That's, those that's controllers, hard. those controllers. Oh man, yeah, that's a hard sale, uh, especially with games going yeah. like that. Is yeah, there evil, any video of the, of the games? They have some video out on their channel uh, showing, uh, like they have like four people playing. So it. You can actually see the people playing it instead of it just being in, you know, footage from. I'm, I'm gonna check f- that out. Ooh, yeah. Episode says biplanes and not triple action. Poor choice. I I, I don't know if uh, biplanes was the best part of it. And I if I remember right, so I'm okay, kind of okay with this. What I, I liked like- about the Miko is the the family aspect and the multiplayer aspect, the couch co-op, excuse me, aspect of the game. Of the system, so because you can, you have the two controllers, but then anybody with mobile devices can come in and play some of these games with you, and that's what I liked about that. Yeah, yeah. it'll be pretty cool to see uh, how that turns out. And there's an, there's an up, upgraded version of Cloudy Mountain that's in the works, and Night Stalker in the works. So I'm looking forward to those. Good deal. And, you know, whenever this thing does get released, I plan on doing an unboxing and showing off. Okay. Well, uh, we'll have to get a release date for that, right? Need that, yes. It's kind of disappointing for those of you guys who have been waiting for so long. Uh, So I've been playing a couple games beyond Metroid Dread. 
I've already mentioned Mario Kart 8 as a game that uh, I think you need to play on the OLED. Uh, but uh, two newer games, uh, the first one being Tetris Effect Connected, uh, which came out uh, on uh, the same day that Dread did. Uh, it was uh, download only. And Tetris Effect is, if you've never played Tetris Effect, um, it's, if you, if you know what Tetris is and you know about, there's another puzzle game that I, that I think compares really well to this called Luminous, which is, uh, mm-hmm. it's a music driven puzzle game and it changes as you play uh, the background and the music changes and the way you play changes the music. It's like those two things got mashed up. So Tetris Effect originally came out on the PS4 uh, and came out on VR as well. And so you could be totally immersed in it. Uh, and it's all about playing Tetris uh, with these in the stages, like the way you play causes things to happen, causes visual effects, uh, changes the music. It can cause all kinds of things. And there's this big feature that they've added called zone, which when you build up the meter, you pull the trigger and it basically everything, all the lines you start making, instead of clearing, they go to the bottom of the screen. And so it like starts pushing everything up, but they're already clear. And after a time, when that zone meter runs out, it kind of explodes and you get a bunch of points for it. Um, and it like does a visual effect and all this stuff. And every stage is different. All the music's different, all this. And it is absolutely one of the most beautiful games I've ever played. And y'all, it takes such advantage of the OLED. Uh, this new, uh, the, the version that's released on Switch is uh, came with the update to it, which was the connected update, which will now allow you to play against people. And I believe even cross-play, play with them and play against them uh, as you complete these stages. There's all kinds of different modes, like uh, for what mood you're in. Like if you're, you go, you finish the, the, um, the regular game, which actually has kind of a story. It's not really anything, but, uh, as you as you finish that, it allows you to go back and play some different ways. But then there's also like, do you just want to chill out? What's well, gonna it's gonna throw up several levels that are more chill, like lo-fi music or whatever, or or you know you just something going on and you need to get some anger out or whatever. It's gonna be some real fast-paced uh, levels as well, and it's just it's absolutely beautiful. If you love Tetris or love puzzle games or um, I played on the OLED handheld and I also played with my AirPods in. And so I was like surrounded by it. And it was like, it, I was, I was emotional about it. Like it was like, I love games that make you feel. Uh, and this was one of those. And so I totally recommend it. The other game that I also totally recommend uh, is Gang Beasts. And I've thought forever that this would be the, one of the best gets to have on Nintendo Switch. Uh, because if you know what Gang Beast, if you don't know what Gang Beast is, it's it's um a wrestling type fighting type couch co-op multiplayer game where you play as these uh, people made out of jelly. And they just wrestle and headbutt and kick and pick each other up. And the, the goal is like to just throw everybody off the screen or to throw them into these hazards like to get ground up in a in a meat grinder or to like uh, throw your opponent in front of a subway train or to throw them off a bus and then get run over. But it's all like gummy people. 
<laughs> right? Uh, I, okay. first, I first saw this play many years ago. Like I want to say like four or five years ago when it was like still a beta. Uh, Greg Miller and the Kind of Funny crew was playing this uh, for their as part of their extra life or as one of their donor drives or whatever. And it just, it's a blast. It's like, there's so many customization options for your characters. Like you can, you can be a guy with a space helmet in a suit with a tutu and you can choose the color of your jelly guy. You could choose the color of some of the parts. And so you can come up with these crazy unique things and there's tons of different stages. You fight on the wing of an airplane, you fight on the cars and they're smashing into each other and fighting a, um, like there's, there's one level where you're fighting in a, uh, like it looks like a warehouse. And there's this thing in the middle that looks like the, the trash compactor thing that like grinds up big appliances and stuff. And you can throw your opponents in there or you can fall in there or whatever. And it's like, there's all kinds of things you can do, like hang on to the side. So um, another way to say this is if you've ever played the game Human Fall Flat, mm. uh, it's kind of that same physics engine. All right. So, you walk around, you're wobbling around, you know. Uh, but this one is better, your... I think. I think they in- yeah. implemented this a lot better than. than I, I do. Like your trigger button. buttons are your are your um, punches, <laughs> and then there's like a headbutt button and a kick and a jump and a pickup. So like if the basic idea is to beat on your opponent enough so that they fall down, and then you can pick them up and throw them into yep. into a hazard. There's not really like a life bar or anything. You're just trying to get rid of them. Trying to be the last man standing. Yeah. So we've got, yeah, we've got a video of this up on my, our channel where my son Isaac actually did this video because he is a huge gang beast fan and he's played it extensively on PS4. So I thought, let's let him compare it to, to what he's already played. And he absolutely loved it. Uh, It's out right now on the eShop. It was supposed to be out last week, but they kind of shifted the date back probably because of Metroid Dread, I'm, they didn't ever really say, but it's out. It was that came out on the twelfth. So if you're looking for a good couch co-op game, this is this is it. Like I, I think this game's hilarious. Does this have online too, where you play against people yeah, online? It does. Okay, so I thought, yeah, it's thirty it bucks. I noticed. Yeah, it was it's just funny because I thought I thought it was a free to play game for some reason. No, no, but it's not. It's, it's thirty bucks. <laughs> like 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 you said, it's thirty bucks. Maybe a little pricey for some people. So I mean, weigh that. See if that's. Go check out our video. See if it's what you want. And then uh, go go support them. It's a good game. Yeah. Well, guys, that's what we've been playing. Let's uh, turn on the community spotlight real quick. So that uh, music means it's our community spotlight. And we're going to shine that beam right now over on Gaming Dad, David Reed. Uh, again, we it was it's been super awesome to have you on the show. We want our people and others who are listening to be able to know where to find you, how to interact with you and your content. So, uh, tell us all about who you are, what you do, and where people can find you. Uh, I do a gaming show every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time called This Week in Gaming, and we pretty much just talk about the games from the past week. It's not something we do every day. This on Monday nights, and um, uh, the community there is great. They're non-toxic. Uh, these these guys, they just they just love talking about games, just like on this channel here. Uh, some some of my subscribers, you know, they they the ones that kind of introduced me. And Tim came through, come through quite often. We we talk and we chit chat. Um, 
So that's every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can follow me on Twitter at gaming underscore dad three. Um, I try my best to, I do a lot more chit chatting on, on Twitter, especially of late. Um, it's a good way to be able to catch, uh, catch up with me and see what else. Um, also, I'm on Instagram at gaming dad three and I, on TikTok at gaming dad zero. Yeah, those are my. Like, five you also days. have Gorilla Tactics, who says you can also find you over at Mary Kay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell. Listen, I'm, I'm gonna give Gorilla Tactics some, some uh, little bit of shout out. He he's he just recently came to the group. Well, this guy is hilarious. Oh man, listen, you, you kind of want him in your stream because he's been dropping some jokes. I mean, he's been it's been absolutely uh, phenomenal <laughs> to have him apart, man. He right. Yeah, and, it's like, and you know what? I do sell Mary Kay. Uh, my daughter, we're raising money for my daughter. She wants to play um, travel volleyball, and um, it's expensive. It's your like, side hustle. Yeah. Get your side hustle. I got, Dude, trust I me, I, as a dad who has had have found out this week I had to pay $90 for a pair of point shoes and $160 for deposits for a recital costumes, plus the four days a week we drive to dance. Yeah. I got it. I got yeah. it. But you know what? I don't say anything. And you know why? Because my wife don't complain about my gaming habit either. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm going to get the Switch OLED. She said, that's nice, son. You go get it. Go, David, go David's uh, Mary Kay is going to sponsor our, a new segment on our show from this going forward. And right. <laughs> yeah, listen, that's right. That's, that's right. I'll hey, you, you drop a link. We'll send some people, man. Oh, listen, right. absolutely. Absolutely. It's still a good cause. You got gift cards. You know, we got those dads out there who might want to give their wife you a know gift it's card. It's Christmas time, too. So, you know, That's if, right. you order, if you order directly, you know, so I can get you 10% off. That's right. See? That's right. I love David it. Mary Kay, <laughs> Mary Kay slash David Reed. There you go. That's, that's, that's my link. And uh, I'm playing this soon. I just picked it up today. Oh, come Ooh, on. Nickelodeon All-Stars. There you yeah, go. Yeah. You know what? Um. I, I, I saw a couple of reviews. It was, it was pretty decent. So, um, my son was playing that. What they say? So, his, I forget what the character's name is, but there's this this long, tall, well, not even tall, but just very thin, stringy character from oh, All oh. Real Monsters. Oh yeah. That's, oh, um, I can't think. They say my life. Yes. Although, but that's kind of who he's he's meaning right now. <laughs> I just want to play as the Avatar. <laughs> I'm a big Avatar fan, so I was like, you know what? I'm digging in. Avatar and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, they, they had me right there. They got yeah. me with Zim. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, they got, my, they got some characters on here. Yeah. Man. My just, son didn't know who half of these characters are. In fact, he, he was trying to say, ask a question about April O'Neil and couldn't think of the name, so he didn't know. He had to show me in the roster which character he was talking about. I'm like you, you don't know April, really? <laughs> I don't think he's ever been a Turtles fan, so I'm. <laughs> did, you, awesome. did you did you guys get to uh, get to look at those uh, OLED numbers in, in uh, Japan? Oh yeah, man, uh, that's I'm good. I wish we brought that up earlier. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think about it. Hundred thirty nine thousand sold yeah. over the yeah, and Dread uh, number one in the in Japan and in UK. Yeah, uh, I think or, that, I think or, or it was three, n- number three in the UK. Three Sold 
completely agree with you. Just a little uh, Tim, bit. Just a little Tim, bit. as part of the uh, community spotlight, why don't you give us some podcast updates real quick? Sure thing. Uh, so we got Retro Logic. Of course, they're always doing their thing. They're not only a podcast, they're a store. So if you're into the retro games, go check out their store uh, at retrologic.games, if I remember correctly. But uh, they're always talking about things over there, like our own Retro Rewind program, where we go over games per month. Uh, like this month is Demon Crest for October. Good holiday, Halloween game. Uh, but they also have it Plocktober. Marty, you brought this up earlier. They are Good old Plocktober. They are playing that game on the SNES, the Plot game. If you don't know what Plot is, you got to look it up and, and and drive up the prices for that game for the market. <laughs> but they are going to do that, and they're also going to have a Plot Talk later this month. So if you are not in their Discord, go join their Discord again. Especially if you're into retro stuff, that is the place to be. We have a we have a little bit of their discussions in our Discord, but that's just for the casual retro people. If you are hardcore retro, that's the place to be is go to their Discord and stuff. So, and even if you're a casual retro person like me, they still invite you and teach you everything they know. So, great place to be. And Dad's After Dark is another one of our shows. That is where those are the, that's where you don't let your kids listen. Don't your kids can't listen to that one. That's where they talk about stuff that we don't talk about here. But this week, John is joined by special guest Hambone Johnny and Jams, uh, excuse me, James Music to discuss OLED Christmas. So they go over OLED as well. And so go take a look at that. Uh, listen to that on your favorite podcast app or on your YouTube channel. Go follow them there as well. Game Pass News. In fact, the reason why Justin couldn't be here today, he said he could only do one podcast podcast today he was there today at game pass news on their show so uh he was with nick and sean and they of course talked about all the game pass uh news that has come up and uh i love their show because there are so many games to play if you got game pass ultimate for an xbox gamer and you have game pass and you get access to a lot of those games this is the podcast to go to to listen to that because they sift through a lot of those free games and they even talk about, is it truly free? And they'll break that down too for you. But basically, I'm going to call it free games that you get with your pass. And they break down what they played, what's good, what's not. And if you are interested, they'll answer any of your questions as well. They also have a spot in our Discord as well. So if, you, if you're into the Game Pass or Xbox stuff, go there and check them out. Uh, Dad Crossing, uh, they've been on hiatus for a while because there's not much to do in Animal Crossing. But... Thanks to Animal Crossing Direct, that will be on either tomorrow or, well, now it's today, um, or when you're listening to this it, later today, or depending on when you're listening to it, it's October 15th is the Animal Crossing Direct. So they will be doing a live reaction to that. If you missed it, you'll be able to go check it out on our channel and watch the replay as that with that. And they will also probably go break down everything in a follow-up podcast as well. So that is in our podcast feed. So if you're not already in our feed, make sure you get that there. And then tomorrow or today, depending on when you listen to it, or October 15th again, <laughs> Dinner Table, which is my show with the community. Uh, it's basically anybody from the community, Patreon subscriber or a Twitch subscriber, you can join in and we do a podcast together as a community. 
replay it so people who weren't able to attend can listen to it. But it's basically the community's podcast where we get together and talk about the events that happen. We'll, I'm sure, talk about OLED. We'll talk about Dread. No spoilers yet. Not until we have the dinner tables, uh, Metroid Dread spoilers uh, show. But we'll talk a little bit about that. But we'll for sure be talking about Animal Crossing, that update, because I invited Nick from the dad crossing group to come on over. I invited Sean too, but he might be sleeping by that point. Uh, But we'll be over there talking about is animal crossing the latest update going to, we're going to hear from the community. Is it going to drive them back to the game Um, or was it enough or was it not enough? We'll talk about all that stuff. So that is going on. That's what's going on with all our podcasts and all of the things that are attached to that. Awesome. Let's uh, take a minute and get to some questions and comments from the community. Uh, we'll run through these pretty quickly here. Uh, Bruce Patterson uh, contacted us both in email and on Patreon, and he says this. Uh, number one, it will take some time for me to come back to Animal Crossing, or it will take a lot for me to come back to Animal Crossing. Sorry, Nick and Sean, but I will continue to listen to your podcast. Um, just, just real quick, let's dip a toe in this. Is it going to take a lot? for you to come back to, to animal crossing. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, I, I took the trouble of keeping animal crossing on my OLED when I transferred everything that, that was not fun, but although I was able to get through it and figure out the, the caveats. And by the way, we have videos on the transfer process. in case anybody needs that, Jesse did his through his, transfer process i did it with animal crossing so hopefully we are able to cover some of the things that nintendo did not include in their support documents but yes it's gonna i already got it so i'm gonna play it i'm gonna check it out will it keep me involved is the other question is basically sure uh, so if you don't have the game will it make you re-download it and make you you know get your save file back on maybe not jesse you don't have it on there, so I doubt it's you're going to be redownloading it. I have no plans on redownloading this. <laughs> so, yeah, for me, it's just it's basically I am going to check it out because I want to know what's going on. But how long will it keep me involved in Animal Crossing? You'll find out probably the next uh, you know <laughs> show to say if I'm playing it or not. Yeah, uh, David, you said no. No, uh, too many. I got too many games right now. Does this? I just can't go back right now. Okay, you know, Animal Crossing takes up all it, it took too much time. I, I'm on I'm on Metroid right now. My mind is is it Metroid? It's Metroid. Focus. You know, maybe yeah. when I'm done. But by the time I'm done, we're gonna blink, and then Halo will be here. And like, right? I was like, I don't know. I right? just can't. But Animal um, Crossing is a good way to decompress, though, too. Uh, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Especially after the hard fought battle in Metroid. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, I think that they're gonna have to pull something uh pretty large out for yeah. uh a bunch I, of people to come I out. gotta see I gotta see new stuff, right? We got the tease of it with Metroid st- uh excuse me, with uh with Mario stuff. Mm-hmm. I got to have more stuff like they've had in all the Animal Crossing games. We got to have more Nintendo representation with the items. That will make me go back in more with Animal Crossing trying to collect those things. That will get yeah. me as somebody who plays that game. That'll keep me longer. If it's just, hey, there's Brewster. Yeah, I might go in and check out Brewster. And then, um, 
yeah, there might be maybe a new fruit or something. If it's just those things, then I'll be like, okay, check that out. Blah, blah, blah. blah. I'm done. Hey guys, look at this bird. Yeah. Yeah. You know, maybe there's, maybe there's new things to update for my museum. I don't know, but it just depends. You gotta go. You gotta go harvest coffee beans. Uh, I don't know for me, for me, it's gotta be gyroids. Uh, those, those have been missing for way too long. Uh, they were one of my favorite parts of the old Animal Crossing. Brewster is good, but I, I just don't know. I don't know what's going to um, happen. Uh, Bruce's second comment is this. I'm working overtime tonight, so I'll make it quick. I will not subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online until I know the new prices. I hope they bring back the gold coins for getting Nintendo Switch Online. Hmm. Well, I, th- I would think they would <laughs> say some prices. Obviously, you're not going to go buy something blindly. <laughs> yeah, but I think what he's saying is he's let his subscription lapse. Uh, oh, and I he's see. not gonna he's not gonna resubscribe until he knows prices. Now that makes sense. Yes, I just wonder uh, if I'm the dummy and have two and a half years of time already banked up, and wondering how that uh, migration process is going to work. You're, they're going to pay you to get out of that. <laughs> No, they're not. They're gonna take all your money. Uh, it's they're they didn't make you mouse. They're just gonna take all the money. Uh, Chris Logel says this. Would an ATL ninety four rewind look great on the Nintendo Switch OLED? I think so. No. Comment. Yes, it would look fabulous on there. Fabulous. And uh, no or Madden rewind. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would take that. Sadly, neither of those are ever going to happen. So let's move on. One can uh, dream. Yeah, you can't right. drink. Don't can destroy drink. my dreams, Marty. We got, we got, we got Metroid <laughs> Dread after 19 years, right? So that's right. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. Anything can um, happen. Michael Burgett, uh, final question here for Michael Burgett. He asks, "What's the over under that we get an announcement update about Nintendo Switch Online uh, on October the 21st?" Well, oh, that's a specific right. date. That's a, that, hey, I said earlier what Tuesday did, or Thursday we next week. That's Thursday. That's Thursday. Thursday. I like it. Yeah, I, I'm. You know what would be even I, better? It's out tomorrow. It's we're announcing it today. It's out tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. I've got a flight on October 22nd. I I, I can play some Super Mario. <laughs> I mean, or, you know, I can play some some of those games. I've got Super Mario 64 already. I just, I'm gonna just say make, just make sure your phone home first before you leave. I always get confused on the over under type thing. I think I'm gonna go with. Under because I don't think it's going to be before the 21st or on the 21st. I think it's going to be, or is that over? No, it'd be over the date. That's over the date. It's going to be past. I think it won't be until the last week of October. I'm going to go under. I think the announcement will be, you know, at or, you know, as Marty said, either the Tuesday or the Thursday next week with the release. Okay. We got a different. Probably the 31st. We got bets going here. I'm I'm going under. Okay, got three unders and one, one over. over I'm going over. It's going hey, over the twenty. You know what would have been a fun over under on this one is did they do a pre- did they do an actual video or is it just a series of tweets? Because <laughs> um, I'm leaning it, towards it, series of tweets. It'll be a tweet pointing to a video. Yeah, yeah. yeah they got to explain yeah, some probably, things. Probably, you guys are right. Well, listen, everybody, thank you for hanging with us for episode 347 of Nintendo Dads. And we want to say a huge special thank you to David Reed, Gaming Dad, for hanging out with us tonight. You, can I just say this, you are always welcome here. 
Oh, we man. love having you here. That, that, listen, yeah, even awesome. if we're in the middle of a show, just ping us and we'll drop you in. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, I, listen. I have the code now. So that's, I'm going to do it. I'm like, oh, Game he's got, drop he's it got in. the key code for the door. He knows how to get in. <laughs> uh, y'all go oh. ahead and go over and check him out at gaming underscore dad three on Twitter. Uh, show every Monday night at nine o'clock. Yeah. Uh, and so on YouTube. So y'all go check him out. He is doing big yeah. things over there. Y'all go support him. Subscribe, like, all that stuff. That's why right. check my uh, logo out. Yeah. If you're watching this, you can see there his logo. It's like a Switch and a Game Boy and a Vita all on an island. Like it's like the Holy Trinity up in the sky. Uh, <laughs> like, so, man, like a, thanks for like your a, time. We, it's like hey, I appreciate Brothers it. Thank platform. you, brothers. It does. It kind of looks like a Smash Brothers stage. Yes, Which, by the way, is. I want to say this because you said it. Uh th- <laughs> Somebody shared, and it was on Twitter or somewhere, a stage that they've created on Smash Brothers, which is uh, Sakurai sitting at his desk in the background with his <laughs> monitor in front of his little plant back here. Oh, I got to fire that because I bet you but, that is hilarious. Hey, I got, I'll, I'll shoot you the code because I got it because my son uh, showed it to him. And he's like, oh, I got to get that. So he now that's the only place he wants to fight in front of his front, front of Sakurai. Uh, but anyway, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. As we close out the show, we want to say a huge thanks to our Patreon producers, Dave Burnsberger, Antonio Contronio, and Metroid Hunter 101, as well as a huge thanks to our over 5,700 subscribers on YouTube and almost 1,200 followers on Twitch. And we want to say thank you for the uh, 32 Twitch subscribers who also get access to our Discord community and activities. And remind you that you can sub uh, to us over on Patreon or Twitch. Uh, and uh, you'll get access to that uh, either way. And so if you want to uh, subscribe with Twitch Prime, get you access to the Discord, or you want to be a paying subscriber there, you can do that. But you can also do it at patreon.com backslash Nintendo Dads. Uh, join up at a tier there. Uh, you can head over to nintendodads.org for all of your Nintendo Dad stuff, including videos, tweets, podcast episodes, links to our Extra Life, and our merch. And remember, you can email us at nintendodads at gmail.com or call in and leave a voicemail at 929-25-NDADS. That's 929-256-3237. Big thanks to OC Remix for the music used throughout the show. And a reminder, listen to us on your podcast app of choice. Great. Every Friday. But then give us a five-star review and write some words about how much you enjoy the show. It helps other people find us and spreads the good news of Nintendo Dads. For me, for Tim, for Jesse, and for Gaming Dad, David Reed, this has been episode 347. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Nintendo Dads. You gotta get your together. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) 